0: Recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida,
1: this is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a
0: worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan.
2: Take these broken wings, it's (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I oh. thought it was about a tree falling. I thought it was talking about a person going down. No, no, they, really? yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> really? Carmella.
3: My vodka's telling me that no they didn't.
2: And the answer is yes they were in Whoa. 1854. You
3: lied to me?
1: <laughs> ben.
3: Jonathan was
1: literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. Oh he was God. about to get it from his desk oh. and destroy something valuable. Oh. No. And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now, here's
0: your host, Jonathan Oakes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub. And brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and I am here today with Mr. Chris and Mr. Ben. Hello, gentlemen.
1: What's happening, Chief? Mr. Ben. Mr. Jonathan. What Mr. It? Chris. Whatever. Mr. Whatever. Blue. Mr. Pink.
0: So Mr. Uh, there are some folks who didn't hear last week's episode. Why is that, Jonathan? They aren't patrons yet, my oh, man. That oh. makes my heart sad. If you missed last week's episode, if we had a void in your listening experience, You could have found that episode on your personal feed on Patreon. Just go to TrivialWarfareArmy.com, sign up as a lieutenant or higher, and you will not miss another episode. All
2: right. They missed me hosting. It was fabulous. Man. We had a lot of fun. Yes, we did. Why don't we
0: tell everybody who we have with
2: us today? I think that's a fantastic idea.
0: First up, we have Miss Liz Weeks. Liz, hello.
4: Hello. How are you?
0: Welcome. Uh, And next we have Mr. Nick Groves. Hello, Nick. How's it going, guys? It's good to have you guys. So let's get to know you all a little better. Uh, Liz, we will start with you. Tell us where you're from, what you do, and uh, tell us something that you're passionate about so we can get to know you.
4: So I'm uh, originally from Rochester, New York, but I currently live in Seattle, Washington. I'm an attorney by trade, and my focus is regulatory compliance. Um, I currently work for AWS, so it's a lot of internet technology regulatory compliance. It's, it's just about as interesting as it sounds. And something I'm passionate about is voting. So, um, you know, check your registration. There are a lot of new laws that went into effect this year. Um, just make sure that you're registered to vote. And then elections are November 6th, I believe. So, just a small thing that I care about and PSA. I uh,
0: I thought she said voting. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> you're a young woman. This is fabulous. No, I, I got you now. The voting, actually, very important. Totally agree. Mm-hmm uh aws is that amazon web services yeah it is okay so you're one of those lawyers yeah we deal with you no (laughs) i'm teasing (laughs) and it is november 6th absolutely uh we're also joined by mr nick Gross. nick tell everybody where you're from what you do and something that you're passionate about my friend
5: Well, I am uh, from just outside of Washington, D.C. I am Washington born and raised, so I'm one of the few actual natives that uh, is from here. Wow. Yeah. So there there are very few of us. It's fun walking around the city and seeing how many people just are from somewhere else. What I do is I own a company called City Trivia, and we provide back-end support services for trivia companies all over the country. Awesome.
0: Tell, Tell us more about that, my friend.
5: Yeah. So I started here in D.C. running a trivia company of my own and started putting together all of the different pieces of running a trivia company. And uh, shockingly enough, there was a lot more than I originally thought when I started. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So doing fun things like compliance with the Department of Labor and insurances, tax forms, filing, you know, the writing of the trivia, the getting it all in place, all of that stuff is all good and well. But uh, if your employees are 1099 contractors, you have problems. So we're, we're here to, uh, to help people solve those problems.
0: That is very cool. And Nick, for you guys who don't know, Nick is one of our new
1: generals. Whoa. Whoa. General. Mr. General Groves, Nick. we salute you. Thank you so oh, thank much. Thank you very much. All right, General Nick. We need to come up with a salute that's specific for Trivial Warfare Army. I don't know if it's going to be like the Spock symbol or no, something what? that's Spaceballs. A taken.
0: <laughs> what, what, wait, which one is Spaceballs? Spaceballs. Is the...
6: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. You know. I think yes.
1: No.
0: You do that, and then you give them the Spock. That's right. You know, right?
6: No, no. <laughs> I'll, think, I'll think of something. Are you vetoing that? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yes.
0: What, Would what a, what a double Spock be a W? Can you do a double Spock? That's what, what? There we go. If
6: Car- if
1: Carmela were here, she wouldn't even say anything. She'd just give you all the look. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do get the look sometimes. We get the look
2: sometimes.
1: All right, so guys, I think it is time
0: for warm it up, Chris.
6: It's time to warm it up. Trivial warfare today, and there's only one person who can warm it up for the
5: TWA, and that's Chris, and sometimes Jonathan.
2: All right, well, everybody. We have our warm-it-up Chris question. If you are on Patreon, you heard Liz actually have her question on last week. So, again, Liz, thank you very much for that. This week, Paul Boyer is back. Oh.
1: Oh, boy. So,
0: Paul always does stuff like, I made up these things, and these are real things, and you have to figure out which is which.
2: And that is absolutely correct. Cool. And so, his his warm-it-up Chris question is, real or fake Bella Lugosi movies? Oh.
1: <laughs> Oh my so, God! Who, who the hell is Bela Lugosi?
2: Well, I'm about to tell you. As anyone who has seen Ed Wood knows, Bela Lugosi was something of a serious actor in his earlier years. But after starring in Dracula in 1931, he was forever typecast and would thereafter appear almost exclusively in horror and sci-fi B-movies. Below is a list of film titles. Each is either the name of a movie Lugosi had some acting role in, or it's completely made up uh, title for a film that does not exist outside of my head so when you hear yeah. like dracula blah that's okay. bella lugosi yep not gotcha. sure all right identify whether each is real or fake i have completely randomized the order they are in i don't there, believe you paul therefore you are free <laughs> to um, do them in whatever order you would like and it eliminates game theory i don't believe you all right liz how would you
1: like to go first i'll just like to say you can never sure. eliminate game theory okay
2: right. liz you get a turn for the ghoulish, is this a I'm, real Bela Lugosi movie or a Paul Boyer in his head movie?
4: I'm going to go with fake.
2: It is fake. Well done. All right. That was, a, that was actually, you
0: mispronounced it. Okay. It was a story about um, being starving and hungry. It was a turn
1: for the goulash.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Very nice. All right. Good to know. All right. Nick. Uh. General Nick. It was I, so
0: bad that I completely, he's just like all right. I
1: completely disapprove. That. That
0: so <laughs> not bad. even like Fast. not even a smile or anything. So hint it's of like there's
1: good jokes and then there's jokes that are bad and, and there's, there's jokes that, that are one. so bad that they're good and there are jokes that are so bad they're not even bad enough to be good. Oh, that damn. was that. And oh, then there's man. that
2: one. All right. So General Nick,
5: ghosts yes, on the loose. Ghosts on the Loose. That sounds like a Scooby Doo episode,
6: all like right, a made-for-TV right.
5: movie. I'm I'm going to say fake.
2: It is a Bella Lugosi movie. (laughs) I'm so sorry. All right, Jonathan. Yo, Night Monster. Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi movie is correct. Ben, Murder by Television.
1: Murder by Television. Yes, that's real.
2: It is a real Bella Lugosi movie. Yes, I thought that'd be too late for him. Mm. No, he did movies up until the 50s, as a matter did of fact. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. So, you, Liz, back you to- You should
1: have been okay. watching NBC,
2: Blair. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liz, we're back to you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> you get The Last Vampire Showdown.
4: Oh, gosh. Uh, gonna just say fake.
1: It is fake. Well done. That's the fourth Blade movie upcoming. <laughs> it sounds like a sci-fi movie.
2: All right. General Nick,
5: you get The Devils in Love. Oh, Devils in love. Uh, I'm gonna go no again. It is real. Uh, It is
0: real.
5: This is setting up to be exactly what I expected from being on this podcast. (laughs) Wrong, wrong, wrong.
0: All right. Hey, at least you have Chris on your team. Oh,
6: (laughs) that was
1: a good joke. (laughs)
6: thanks
1: chris
0: all right giving us all this baseball
2: salute that's right all right so jonathan you get (laughs) jonathan you get pleased to eat you fake it is fake well done all right paul i'm not even gonna ask what's in your head on that one so uh ben you get oh zo- Chris, you took that <laughs> to a dark place, or not so dark place. Hello, Ben. You get zombies on Broadway. <laughs> that's real. It is real. Really? Well done.
4: Okay, right. that's going on my list. I, I know.
2: know so. guys. <laughs> We're zombies oh. <laughs> on Broadway. We're zombies. Oh, it's time for a big dance number. <laughs> You sound like the like the creature uh, and and in monsters in. Oh, yeah.
3: That's oh, right, Wojcowski.
2: <laughs>
1: zombies. don't talk. What are you talking about? Brains.
2: All right. Okay. So hold on. So who? Okay. So it's Liz's turn, right? Yep. Okay. Got yep. got the you, laughing on You're the one zombies. keeping track, gonna, dude. Shut up. All right, Liz. You get the human monster.
4: Okay. Let's go with fake.
2: It is real, oh, a real yeah. Bela Lugosi movie. Darn, gosh darn it! So Nick, General Nick, Bloodwalker,
4: Ooh.
5: Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Bloodwalker. The, the sad thing about this is, I actually do know a little bit about Bela Lugosi movies. I've been I've been writing down names of the movies that I've seen and that I remember. Unfortunately, none of them come up on my card. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
0: that's the way it is.
5: So, uh, so Bloodwalker, uh, uh, yeah, let's go real. It is fake. Oh, I'm so man. sorry. You're 0 <laughs> <over, you're> for <laughs> <over> 3. <laughs> All right. I'm having a perfect game. Yeah, yeah sure. So there are. you
0: go. You know what Bruce Hornsby says? That's just the way it is. Wow.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right, Jonathan. Yo. You get The Fiend of Finchurch Street. The Fiend of Finchurch Street. That honestly sounds like it might be a Jack
0: the Ripper movie. I'm going to say real. It's fake. Oh, oh. man. Mm. Paul, you got me. Mm. Well, I bet he was thinking about uh I bet he was thinking about
1: Jack the Ripper when he wrote that too. Quite possible. All
2: right, Ben. Yep. Ghost police.
1: Ghost police? Yes. It's real.
4: It's
2: fake. Oh. No. It,
4: ghost police Reynolds also known movie. as Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah.
2: Ben, you just got Pauled. Okay. All right. Oh
1: wow! Well, and I tell you, <laughs> I think
2: I'd
0: like to say Boyard instead of Paul. Oh,
2: Boyard. It's okay. Boyard.
0: No. Boyard. no, I got Boyard.
1: No, I got Paul. I got Paul, and I'm telling you, I'm very appalled.
2: Oh, oh you got to oh, do that. No,
1: Boyard. Boyard.
2: Yeah. All right.
4: Wait a minute. Are you guys all dads? Because that seems like a pretty hazard in the joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Department.
2: Two dads. Guilty. No
1: dad. No. He's but he's, he's 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 oh, been no. a de facto dad for a long time. So
4: oh, no.
2: Thank you, man. I'll take. Oh yeah, no,
0: you know, dad jokes is is one of my love languages.
2: Oh, there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <What a fun. laughs> if you don't like dad jokes, we're not getting along. <laughs> um, <laughs> All what right. Do
1: you, what do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what do you call yeah. a deer with no What's...
2: eyes, with no legs? Still no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let it go.
5: Let it go, Elsa. <laughs> All right. I got what, what, what do you call a – what is a pirate's favorite letter Arr. Arr. no tis the sea they love oh,
6: oh
4: no Oh no! <laughs> is like, this is made terrible. a terrible mistake <laughs> Liz is like what have I done alright
2: so back back to the warming of Chris we'll do uh, we can do two more rounds or just one more whatever you want man alright we're gonna keep going Liz you get uh, voodoo man real it is real the voodoo man. All right. General Nick, you get the invisible ghost. So, all ghosts are invisible.
0: Casper wasn't. I saw him. I, I, That'd be a terrible <laughs> movie if all ghosts were invisible.
2: <laughs> all dogs go <are> to heaven. <laughs> Thanks for that.
1: Uh, let's say yes. It
2: is real. Well done. You hey, we got one. Hey.
6: Got
1: one. What is the point of that? The invisible ghosts. That's like saying the black Wesley Snipes. Like what, what, what is that? That
6: is, that
2: is redundant. So okay, he got okay. He got the invisibles. Jonathan, you get the killing of Willoughby Smite. Fake, fake it is. Way well too done. much detail, Paul. You're not getting me on that. All right, Ben. Mm-hmm. Vampire over London. It's real. It is real. Well done. All right, last round for everybody. Liz, which way to Salem? And which is W I T C H? Which way to Salem?
4: Huh. I'm going to go with fake.
2: It is fake. Which well one?
5: All right. General Nick. Yes, sir. Spirit mummy. It's just a combination of things, right? Yeah, that's real. It is fake oh uh, so you back you on got, track. at
2: least you got one before this was over with so you're okay Jonathan, boyard your last one spooks run wild fake real dang uh, it boyard boyard that's right <laughs> now ben for your final one yes the night the skeletons came to town that's fake it is fake you did not get boyard and that is your warm it up Chris question of the episode Paul thank you very much that was fantastic great job Paul thank that you. was like the NBA it was fantastic alright
1: today's thank game you,
2: it's going
0: to be Chris, Liz, and Nick versus Jonathan and it is time
1: to play the game play us oh yeah y'all know what time it is this is Mr. Literature himself cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. Take it away, uh, Ben. Your first round is brought to us by Liz Weeks.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like our teams. just kidding. <laughs> I don't know where I never <laughs> All
1: right,
2: all right, Nick. We're gonna just sit back here. Um,
1: yeah. Your worry. first round is brought to us by Kylie Diggs. Thank
2: you, Kylie. Woohoo!
1: All right, your first question is in monuments. This landmark that was created for the 1889 World's Fair is now the most visited paid entrance monument in the world with nearly 7 million visitors in 2015. Name the monument. I'm locked in.
2: Okay. So, 1889 World's Fair. What are you guys thinking?
4: Oh, gosh.
5: I immediately think of Men in Black and the World's Fair in that movie. That's probably not it. (laughs)
4: See, I think of, um, so I go on a, whenever my mom visits me, go on this thing called the Duck Tour. It's one of those amphibious vehicles. um, Goes in the water and on land. And they took us around to uh, the Space Needle. I just can't remember, like, what year it was made. I just know that they were really struggling to, like, get it done on time. So Space Needle would be my first guess, but only because it's the only thing that comes into my head.
2: The thing that was in my head was... I think it's the Statue of Liberty.
4: I guess the Statue of Liberty was a gift from the French uh, when we won our independence from Great Britain. But would it be open for the World's Fair? I mean, I don't, I don't actually know if that was part of its purpose.
2: Um, well, I mean, I know that it was, and it was around that same time, which was like, because um, it was the Celebrate the 100th Anniversary. And so, and I think
5: it was around, I thought it was 1889, well, was the 1889 so the 1889 world fair was that even in the united states i always think of world fairs as being in the united states but they they happen all over the world that would be i mean it, it it's the the category is monuments it's looking for big monuments all over the world statue of liberty space needles are good answers but what about other world monuments
4: so like eiffel tower or
5: yeah and I mean that that time frame wise didn't Eiffel design the uh the Statue of Liberty so time frame wise that would work too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I always thought the Statue of, uh, not the Statue the Eiffel Tower was designed as a radio tower. But that could be just something that stuck in my head for no reason and it's totally wrong. Like right. most things in my head. Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about the Eiffel Tower
2: um, except for that Eiffel did both designs.
5: So I think if
4: you have, like, a specific reason why Statue of Liberty came into your head, that's more thunder than I have on my end for Space Needle. Like, especially because remembering that the category is monuments, like, the Statue of Liberty is more of a monument than the Space Needle, which is just, like, a building. Yeah, 18,
5: 1889 would have also been real early for Seattle to host a World's Fair, wouldn't it? Yeah,
4: that's, that's also a very good call-out.
5: So the thought process that I have
2: was, one, the year uh, the year sounds about right uh world's fair i know was in new york for like a number of years back to back to back and right uh, and then also the seven million tourists every single year that uh, just i mean one you'd have to have a city that could support seven million tourists and then i just like i said just my thunder is based off of those three pieces i think seven million's low for the statue of liberty do you have to pay to go into the Statue of Liberty? Yes. That I know. Yeah, you okay. have to get tickets. Yeah. I've never been there. Yeah, because I I'm, found I'm, out I... how many stairs, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay down here. I can <laughs>
0: climb those stairs. They're steep. Mm-hmm. They're a and lot it's of very thin. And they're st- oh, it's bad. And it's thin. Yeah, I couldn't make it up today. I was a, like 12-year-old when I did it. Mm.
5: Was not was was there a Chicago World's Fair around the turn of the century? I believe
2: there was. Because the other so, thing I was I mean, thinking of was the uh, St. Louis Arch. Mm. That's a great guess. But it's just that. It's a guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, I mean, because I know that the Midwest did a few of them. St. Louis was, I mean, was the first city to host the Olympics in the United States. It could be big enough to do that. That that would be my two guesses is, is, is one or the other. The only reason why I mentioned Statue of Liberty is just because of the year. The arch kind of makes sense a little bit, but I don't know.
4: I I'd be inclined to go with Statue of Liberty because if you can recall the year, like, that would be around the time for a 100-year celebration. Everything else is more of a guess than that. Like, I'd rather go with, like, a 25% likelihood than, like, a—or, sorry, I guess not 25%, but, like, just, you know, more probability based on— you having some specific recollection.
5: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm also, I, I I said this to Jonathan earlier, I, I know nothing. I'm terrible at trivia. I only have <laughs> what is, like, I. we've asked a bunch of questions and most of those are stuck in my brain, but uh, I, I said I will be terrible at providing answers, but I will be the guy that brings the thunder behind everybody else's wrong answer. So okay. I thanks. definitely think we should go with uh, Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I, want Chris, your energy. I think it's a brilliant answer. I think you know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> and I have all the comments confidence in the world in you
4: yes chris this is all on you you have all of my (laughs) (laughs)
5: all right well we're gonna thank you for your support
2: yes exactly we're gonna lock in with chris's answer i suppose of the statue of liberty
0: uh i had it down to the statue of liberty or the eiffel tower Hmm. my personally my biggest question is whether or not you have to pay to go in the eiffel tower because i think it's a park but i felt like the year was right i know it was made for a world's fair and so i said the eiffel tower Oh, wow.
1: Correct answer is Eiffel Tower. Oh
2: Darn it. I did not realize it was made for a World's Fair, though.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It cool. was the highlight of the Paris World's Fair. I realize now why it shows are so much shorter when Chris hosts.
6: <laughs>
0: wow. wow. It, it dawned on me. It's who,
1: a- That's there, seven minutes that y'all were to- you were talking through that? Yeah, let me know. That, that, that
4: was on us. <laughs> we're still warming up.
1: Yeah,
5: I'm I'm actually shooting for a nine-hour podcast. (laughs) Wouldn't be the longest. Let me call my wife right quick. Jonathan's like, here's part two, part three.
1: A
6: very special (laughs) episode.
1: Oh, it's the extended cut. (laughs) Here's Trivia Warfare, directed by Peter Jackson.
4: (laughs) Peter Jackson
1: and Martin right. Scorsese team up. Oh, yeah. but, oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of Peter Jackson, question two. No. <laughs> Strangely enough, question two is in literature. Uh, literature. Caradoc, Aglovale, Galahad, Mordred, Lanville, L-A-N-V-A-L, and Pelinor were all members of what legendary chivalric group, which may or may not have been based on fact. I'm locked in.
2: All right, y'all, what are you thinking? I have something in my head, but I wanted to hear you guys.
4: I was thinking Knights of the Round Table.
5: Exactly.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Liz, why don't you lock it in?
4: Locking in with Knights of the Round Table.
1: All right. I also said Knights of the Round Table. Correct answer is Knights of the Round Table. Nice. Yeah, so much for your seven
5: minutes.
4: yeah yeah on on average on average average it out we're doing very well
0: yes three and a half minutes per question why you have to be so critical ben i'm calculating
1: the geometric mean as we speak all right (laughs) good luck with that thanks well i'm fully capable i'm qualified that's nice we are full of something (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) oh last question around is in wrestling okay all right all right come on jonathan when this specific type of wrestling match debuted during a pay-per-view on October 5th, 1997, Shawn Michaels defeated The Undertaker and the world was introduced to Kane. I'm going to lock in. All right. How
5: much uh, do either of y'all watch wrestling?
4: I don't know if I've ever seen a full wrestling match. Oh,
5: that's a I, shame. I, I was big into wrestling when when I was, uh, you know, like 30 years ago. Not mm. Not so much recently. Oh. So so he thinks it's he thinks it's the ultimate warrior. There you go. That's the answer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So ty- types of wrestling matches that that are in my, you know, head uh, uh you got your cage match. What what's the one where they where they bring in the ladder and they get the briefcase off of the the chain? Ladder match. It's Latter it's match. actually pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Is there such a thing as a... No, never mind. Scratch that. I'm thinking of Celebrity Deathmatch. No. no. Sure
2: they, they, they <laughs> what were you going to say, matches. though? No, she said Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, no, but
0: were you going to name a type of... Uh, a type? I was
4: going to name a death match, meaning like figuratively death match. Uh-huh. but then I figured they probably wouldn't call something deathmatch because people do not fight to the death.
0: First Anymore. person to die loses.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Wow. In other words, do not let Jonathan schedule your wrestling match. Just saying. All right. So, uh, okay. So I'm thinking it is Hell in the Cell, which is actually a very popular match now. And if I remember correctly, I can totally hear Undertaker saying Hell in a Cell. And I think Shawn Michaels was in the first one. And I know it was too late for the first ever ladder match. That was uh, probably about five or six years prior to. I just, I think it's Hell in a Cell.
5: Okay. All right. I, that is a great I, I, answer, Chris. I, yeah. I definitely think we should lock it in. <laughs> I like Nick. This is
2: all right. All right. We're locked in with Hell in a Cell. All
0: right. I was thinking Hell in a Cell as well because The Undertaker always had themes of hell involved in his stuff and Kane rising up. I think
1: Kane like came up from the floor or something in it, and so I said Hell in a Cell. Correct answer is Hell in a Cell. All right. Or if you're Triple H, Hell in the Cell. Because
0: yeah, <laughs> that's what Chris said, too. I was like-
1: Hell in the cell? I think it's hell in a cell. It is in a cell. It is for everyone except Triple H. <laughs> he know. always says hell in the cell. By hey. God, it's Kane. Oh, he shot a fireball straight from hell. <laughs> you guys, it's so good. <laughs> I miss Jim Ross commentating, man. Oh, it's so great.
0: All right, at the end of the first round, the score is 30-20. Jonathan is in the lead. Boo. That brings us to the end of the first round. And before we go to the second round, I want to talk to you about Green Chef. Green Chef is sponsoring today's show. So a lot of you guys are familiar with HelloFresh because we've been talking about them for a while. Did you know that Green Chef and HelloFresh are part of the same company? That means all the things you love about HelloFresh are the same types of things that you'll love about Green Chef. You just have more options now. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. So what does that mean? First, you know your ingredients are going to come pre-measured. They're going to be perfectly portioned. And uh, a lot of them are already prepared for you. In fact, like all the sauces, all the dressings, all the spices, they come in these little pouches. And... You don't have to make the sauces from scratch, right? So Green Chef sent me some fantastic meatloaf the other day. And how often do you hear those words together, fantastic and meatloaf? But I'm telling you, it was really good. So I had this maple barbecue meatloaf. So it's not just boring meatloaf. It's not just meatloaf with ketchup on top. We're talking about maple barbecue. And the maple barbecue sauce comes in a pouch. I don't have to make it. It's already done. Had that with some sweet potatoes and green beans and some dried cranberries, and it was fan-dang-tastic. And it was a lot less work because I didn't have to do all of the let's grind up the spices and let's put the sauce together and let's bring it to a boil and then burn it off, whatever. I, I don't know how to do all that stuff, but I know how to do Green Chef. And the thing that sets Green Chef apart is that they can support your specialty diet and it keeps it from being boring and it keeps it from being hard. It makes it easier for you. So what kind of specialty diets am I talking about? Well, their meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, and then they have omnivore and carnivore plans. Guys, I don't even know how to define some of those, but Green Chef does. And they have legitimate chefs Who are preparing these meals to make sure that they are healthy, they fit your diet, and they taste good. So if you're interested in trying Green Chef, you can get fifty dollars off your first box of Green Chef. Just go to greenchef.us forward slash TWA. That's fifty dollars off your first box of Green Chef by going to greenchef.us forward slash TWA You'll see right across the top they have a banner that says Trivial Warfare listeners sign up today and get fifty dollars off your first order. Uh, first of all, that's cool. I love having, I love it when uh, we can send you to a link and they've personalized it for our listeners. That's fabulous, by the way. Thank you, Green Chef. You can go see that for yourself. GreenChef.us forward slash TWA and uh, get your plan started. All right, let's get on with the uh, second round
1: second round uh your first question uh is brought to us by brooke mullican thank you brooke Brooke. let me tell you brooke is like my new bff now she sent me one of the most amazing emails i've ever received in my entire life she is
0: a brand new um lieutenant i believe
1: like brand new like just the other day yeah she's she um this this question came a couple of weeks ago she's not on the army because she's an it professional and social media in general creeps her out so she's she's not interested in doing any type of social media oh but like on the facebook group yes so you probably won't see her on the facebook group but she's my new bff okay good to know what did she say in this email pray tell share i yeah, it basically did. had a whole lot of like funny jokes and, and quips and amazing questions and there's a reference to a previous show that I'll, I'll talk about after this question. All right. The category is birches be tripping. <laughs> what? <laughs> birches <laughs> is in like trees. Birch birches be tripping, tripping, twipping, twipping. Birches be tripping. This is that was her category name. I didn't make that up. Oh my goodness! So now you see why the email was amazing. Within the fifty U.S. states, two states share the sable palm as their state tree. These states also happen to be the homes of several college football interstate rivalries. Name these two states.
0: Interstate, meaning a school in one state is a rival. More than one school in one state is a rival with more than one school in the other state. That's
1: what we're saying when we say interstate. Meaning that there is, so there's a school in state A and a school in state B that and rival. The rivals. There's another set of schools in state A and state B that rival each other. Yep.
0: This is a really well thought out question. Unfortunately, it's not hitting me where I am.
2: Not hitting you in the fields? it's just...
0: I don't know enough about college sports to to really pull that clue together. I'm going to lock in.
4: Okay, so not going to pretend that college football or trees are my strong points. Um, I know of one rivalry, which is like Notre Dame and Michigan, and then I have a lot of friends in Alabama who say roll tide a lot, um, and they don't they don't like Auburn. So I instead just listed a bunch of states that I know have big college football teams. Um, so like Florida, Alabama, Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana. I just I don't know from there how to kind of tease out you know where you might have dual rivalries.
5: I I went at this from from the tree angle, which which and actually something that Jonathan said helped put something into my brain, the, uh, it, you said it's not hitting you where you are. So I started thinking about places that have palm trees cause it's a sable palm. So I went Florida, California, you know, things along those lines. And, um, then I, then I tr- started trying to come up in a different direction. Uh, the Carolinas have palm trees. So you get end up with like a Florida, Carolina, South Carolina, like Clemson, FSU, you know, rivalries along those lines. Well, what
2: I was thinking was South Carolina and Florida, and here's why. First off, South Carolina's tree, uh, flag has a tree and a crescent moon on it, and I always thought that yeah. was weird, that it has a palm tree and a crescent moon on it, and it's always kind of stuck out to me. And of course, you got South Carolina and Clemson in and, and South Carolina, and then Florida- yep. Even though we live in Florida, I'll be honest, I do not know the state tree, even though I probably should think about it every once in a while. And then, of course, you've got Florida, who is South Carolina's, uh, very much they, their rival. And then, of course, you've got Florida State and Clemson in the ACC for right. the other part of it. And so that's why I, was, I wrote down those two states.
4: Yeah, I think these are all pretty complimentary answers. I'd be fine with Florida and South Carolina uh, because the palm tree, you're completely correct – we all have Florida, and then there are clusters of schools that mean at least odds-wise, you know, there's a a, a better chance than some other states that you could have dual or multiple rivalries.
2: Okay.
0: So Florida yeah.
4: and South Carolina, I agree. All
2: right, yep. we're we're locked in then.
0: Uh, you know what? I tried to find Florida, but I mean, I just wouldn't have considered Florida and South Carolina a rivalry just because they play every year doesn't mean anybody cares about it. Hey. <laughs> hey. So I I was focused on bigger rivalries, frankly. And so I originally started writing down California, Arizona, thinking about Arizona State and University of Arizona and the umpteen thousand schools in California, knowing that both of those states have palm trees as well, because my mind was it's going to be in the south uh, in order to find this. Um, uh, Texas was another choice. They have palm trees in Texas. And I could think of plenty of interstate rivalries between Texas and Oklahoma. So I went to Texas and
1: Oklahoma. All right. Your correct answer is Florida and South Carolina. Good yes. Job.
4: yes. Yeah. Good job, guys.
1: Apparently, we used the word rivalry loosely.
4: Hold on, yeah, because
1: That Arizona
2: California is a big rivalry there. Let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Cow Bears, the no, Arizona doesn't State not It to Sun be
0: the
1: University of California. One of the California schools is a rivalry with Arizona school. Name one California I don't Arizona know that. rivalry. Exactly. bigger than Florida and but South Carolina. By
0: yeah. your definition, every SEC school is in a rivalry with every other SEC school. Yes. Yeah, Us. yeah, well, yeah that's, that's not. I just call that interdivisional play. I don't mm. call those ri- rivalries. Rivalries mean you're big. It's like your top two or three opponents. Like Florida has rivalries with Tennessee, with Georgia, and with Alabama or or Florida uh, State. Florida State. Those are your rivalries. All of your opponents. You don't have a rivalry with Kentucky, right?
1: Well, but by no. definition, the, the, the way you the, the way term, this came off,
0: it sounds that's the, term the kind of way sibling we're
1: doing rivalry exists for a reason. I'm not. I'm those not are, arguing that. Those Do are two people who saying? fight would, all the time.
4: <laughs> I would define rivalry like will they set tires on fire after
0: yeah exactly exactly Exactly. are they rolling out somebody's couch and burning it (laughs) Yeah. but But maybe that's just sour grapes
1: so life goes on Mm, say lovey I would love to see some pictures of palm trees in Oklahoma yeah I know dude I know I know (laughs) trust me all right your second question around comes to us from Courtney Shaw but at least those are rivalries
0: thank you Courtney (laughs) Oklahoma State Oklahoma Texas (laughs) Texas <laughs> way was way to go, Chris! That was, awesome. that was amazing. <laughs> that
2: was Set off, Rambo. <sighs>
1: Man, that was amazing. All right, this question comes to us from Courtney Shaw. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. And the category is Ben cherishes a hit. <laughs>
6: Cherish the did, love did you name this, or did she had. name it? Uh,
1: I I gave the name for this. Okay. All right. So I'm actually going to give you. The opening lyrics to a uh, 1971 song that was also a movie soundtrack. I'm out. All right. <laughs> all right. Here it is. Who's the black private dick? That's a sex oh. machine to all the chicks. Are you sure you're out? And <laughs> and I need a first and last name. I'm back. in. Of what? Of, of so the, I'm asking the, the qu- lyrics. asks a question. Right, who's the black private oh, dick? That's okay. a sex machine to all the chicks. But I want you to give me the first and last name of the person that's being referred to in this song. I'm locked in. Oh, okay.
6: Up.
2: All right, so we need first and last name. Uh, uh, Shaft, John Shaft. Yep.
4: Yeah, I was thinking Shaft. I was just like, I didn't, I didn't know he had a first name. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> first My name six. is Shaft. Shaft. Shafts. Shaft.
5: Well, so, Shaft. like
4: Madonna. You no, know, it it could have been a trade name.
5: Mononym.
2: Bada <laughs> ba <laughs> All right, yep. Uh go for it and lock it in, Nick. I, uh, John Shaft locked in.
1: I right. said John Shaft. Correct answer is John Shaft. Nice. <laughs> He's Yay. a complicated man, and no one understands him but his woman But his mama. Shaft
2: Can you do it? Damn right. See, I thought you were going to ask who the artist was that sang the song, and I was like, Chef, Chef, Chef. Chef, yeah. <laughs> Isaac Hayes.
1: If I had asked that and you answered hairy armpits, that would have been an acceptable answer. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, according to my mother, that was really sexy back in the day. The hairier, the armpits were the better. Oh, my.
4: Whoa! What was the catalyst for that conversation? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just have to understand. You have to understand my mom. She just goes into tangents like that. Uh-huh. She talked about my grandmother's love for Tom Jones. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's deep, man. What's new, Pussycat?
6: Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I actually heard the, this, the verses to that for the very first time walking through a Walgreens a few years ago. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this was a song that was released to the public? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. This is really <laughs> racy. Yeah. Yes, to yes. say the least. All right. Your last question around is in televisiones. Television. Pinkie Pie. Fluttershy, and Applejack are part of the main cast of what Hasbro Studios TV series, which is a reboot from a 1980s franchise.
2: I can't believe that I can say
5: this, but I can lock this in. Yeah, I, I think I can too, although I'm not going to admit it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to let me do it?
1: Uh, guess what? Yep. You
4: just uh, you did You go for it, Chris.
5: All
2: right. We're locked in, Jonathan, if you want to. Uh, so,
0: when... When we were talking downstairs between shows, you mentioned that at 7 o'clock this morning, you woke your kid up, put her in front of the TV, and turned on My Little Pony. I think that inspired you to write this question. I'm going to guess My Little
1: Pony.
2: All right. I have a goddaughter that loves this show more than anything,
1: and it is My Little Pony. Great answer is My Little Pony. I totally forgot that I told him. I the was not going to
0: get that right if not for no! the story. Notes. There's no way <laughs> I was going to get that. right.
1: I totally forgot that I told him. Ben, that.
0: he told you that you were there. You were there. I knew
2: that answer without him saying that. Sadly enough,
0: I wouldn't. I didn't know those were the characters' names. I
2: sat down and watched like three hours of it with uh, with Tessa. There, oh they, my god! Oh, I was just ready to pluck my eyes out. Oh, it weirded I, me out.
4: I was a little girl in the late '80s, early '90s, so that's how I knew it.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh were those the same character names? Yeah, Applejack was. So what's definitely. Applejack? Better? At least Maybe. what's better? Applejack. What's better? The '80s version or today's version? What do you think, Liz?
4: I haven't seen today's version oh, I'm Thirty One on. you know now. You have,
6: don't
0: lie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All
0: right, let's do a question. Where oh, am no, I? At the end let's of end the th- round. At the end of the second round. The score is fifty to fifty. All right.
4: Oh boy.
1: Okay. Your third round begins with a question in Hithwy History. Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. This phrase was borrowed by the USPS from a book written by Herodotus about what ancient military powerhouse.
2: Oh, crap. We went from bronies to this? Yep. Wow, 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 wow. Man. Ben brought the lightning on this one. I've got the thunder. Oh, do you? I think so. Oh, wow. I have no earthly idea. So if Liz, unless Liz wants to talk about it, if you want to lock it in and let Jonathan talk on it, I'm okay. No, 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 no. I oh, definitely don't oh, okay. want to lock okay. it Okay, never mind. Never <laughs> mind that thought.
1: <laughs> I'm going to lock in. Oh, okay. You wanted the Empire, right? I will accept the Empire or the people who are part of it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah.
4: So what were your thoughts, Nick, before?
5: Uh, so I, I am uh, – my my mother's last name is Hadolombopoulos. So I am of Greek descent. Uh, Herodotus was a uh, Greek historian way back in the day, and, and I believe that was right around the time of the uh, the Battle of Thermopylae, which is the, the basis for the movie in the book 300. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, Spartan Empire, and that's where I'm from. So, That's,
4: that that was going to be my guess because same yeah. reasoning is like Herodotus. I know who that is. I just didn't know if it had to be like Greece or Sparta. So I would right. no, yeah. So I would say I mean, Sparta.
5: The other option of my only hesitation is potentially Persia as as an empire versus Sparta I, as an empire.
4: I don't think Herodotus would have had very many nice things to say about Persia. Like one of the main critiques of his whole histories is that it's not a great accurate history in a lot of ways. So I would be inclined to say Sparta.
6: Yeah.
5: So I also don't think Ben would have asked a question about Persia.
0: So you're locking in with Sparta? Or I,
5: I, yeah. Uh, Chris, you good with that? I'm f- I, you guys used words. I'm good with those
2: words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
5: <let's> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. We'll lock in with Sparta. Uh,
0: I actually mm-hmm. took the opposite side of that. I said the Persian empire. I wouldn't have thought of Sparta as an empire at all. It was a city state. So I said Persian.
1: That was my only hesitation. So uh, that phrase that the USPS borrowed actually was written by Herodotus in referring to the Persians.
6: Oh, oh wow. Yes.
1: It shows right. you what I know. It's all good. I mean, You're hey, least- I,
4: I thought the same thing.
1: So
0: your logic, Liz, your statement's 100% true. But Herodotus, if there was ever somebody that was an opponent that you wanted to make yourself look better by defeating them, then you had to build them up. And so right. his history would build uh, up yeah. the bad Third guys point. so that when you beat them, it was a big deal.
4: Got it. It's
0: Noted. Like, like pushing I think the most importantly, this major.
5: has taught me to not have thunder.
2: No, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> no, no,
4: no. I feel like thunder is like a gradient. Like, you can have some thunder. And, like, if you're right. in the right area, like, thunder.
5: Nope.
2: Let's no, us percent right. Nick,
1: honestly, you know, if you've got 10 coins on the floor, you picked up the right coin. You just picked the wrong side of it. So, I mean, I right. yeah. feel bad okay. about that.
2: Check the analogy out on that guy. Hold on, yeah. This has been another deep thoughts from a deep voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a segment
4: metaphorical. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm gifted. What can I say? All right, your second question around comes to us from Andrew Nimick. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Your categories in video games. Oh crap!
6: Yay! Oh good, yay!
0: He got three people, dude. Think somebody's going to (laughs) know (laughs) him.
1: Doctor Evo Robotnik is the main antagonist in what video game franchise? I'm locked in. Let's
4: okay, guys. I'm pretty sure I can... Go for it. To, okay. Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah.
5: Okay. Okay. Cool. The, the Eggman.
4: Yeah, we're going to lock in with Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: I locked in with the wrong doctor then. I said Mega Man. Correct answer is Sonic the oh, Hedgehog. Oh, yes! yes. No. Nice job. I, I Yay. immediately Liz said Mega
6: Woo-hoo.
0: Man. Who is... Yeah, Doctor was- Wiley. Doctor Wiley. Wiley's Mega
4: man. Mega man. No, too many
2: doctors.
4: Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Doctors all evil.
5: Yeah, Doctor yep. Evil. Man, <laughs> You don't ever get a medical degree.
1: I did not go to six years of evil school to be called Mister. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then don't forget about Doctor Horrible.
0: Ah, oh, man, I that that really sucks. Man, Boy, you
2: went sucks. on the highest the highs with Persia. I was oh, and so then, fast ba-da, ba-da, too. Burr. I mean, I locked in instantly.
4: I mean, yeah. as a self-actualized adult, like I'd rather get the Herodotus question correct. Than <laughs> <you
6: think
0: it's> <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah, but they're worth the same amount of points.
5: Personally, I'm just
1: hoping for more questions about Disney Junior. <laughs> um, we should do an All Disney Junior episode. That would be amazing. No, that w- no. We've done two All Disney shows. Yeah. That's true. More, you can never have enough Disney. I agree. People love it. All right. Uh, your next question comes to us from Nolan Werner.
0: Thanks, Nolan. Nolan. Wait, is this going to be an old-timey comic strip question?
1: Because nope. he loves old-timey comic strips. Nope. Okay, your category is shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> oh, God, what song is that? It's, it's just about shiny things. Okay. The Fields Medal is awarded every four years to recognize excellence in a particular academic field. One must be under 40 years of age to receive this once-in-a-lifetime medal which is widely known as the Nobel Prize of what field? I'm locked in. So let me, do you need me to clarify further than no, that? I, I did. Nobel Prize is in parentheses there. Yeah. No, Not parentheses right. Yeah. It sounded kind of straightforward. Okay.
5: Yeah. That's uh, uh, what's his name? Skarsgård won it in uh, Goodwill Hunting. He kept talking about Fields Medal and mathematics, oh, and how right. Matt Damon was the uh, was the guy who could actually win one. So yes, I, that's it, it's, where it's got to be math, right? Yeah,
2: I th- I think you're right because th- I was like, I know this is familiar, but where in the recesses of my brain is it familiar from? And yes, Goodwill Hunting. Liz, what oh, do you think? Yeah,
4: you guys, I defer to you on this one because I have no idea. All
2: right, and actually, yeah, so- it makes perfect sense for Ben being Mr. Math. Yeah. All right, we're locking in with mathematics.
1: All right. I said maths. All right. So there's a couple of ways to get to this. Usually the question before the midpoint, I ask a question about math. The correct answer is mathematics. Oh, nice. I didn't think about hey.
4: that. Good job.
1: We've had conversations about this in the Facebook group. And, and so
0: when, like the last time somebody won one, it was, it was called out. So
2: it's not every year then,
1: is it? I think he said it's every four years. Oh, every, every four, four years. years. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they got tons of stipulations. You only, it's only every four years. You have to be under 40 and you can only win it once. Like they got tons of stipulations on That's this That's age board. discrimination, man.
2: Whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs> at the end of the third round, the score is 70 to 70.
1: Tie game. Holy crap. All right. Your midpoint question comes to us from Chris Hasse. Oh, Thank th- you, Chris. I
2: thought he was going to say Chris Hollister. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, you wrote it seven years ago. Seven so Wales. long
1: ago, you don't remember the answer. Well,
2: that could have been <laughs> yesterday.
1: <laughs> All right. Your category is Assassinations. The 1960s was a turbulent period in U.S. history. I will name four influential men who were assassinated in the 1960s. For five points each, name the cities in which they were assassinated. Oh, wow.
0: No, I Uh, thought you were going to go with assassins.
1: Man. I I can name the people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's not what we need here, Nick. I need four cities, all right? Here are Rolf did it. Gotham City. All right. So these are, I think they're in chronological order. JFK, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, <laughs> terrible, and RFK, Robert Kennedy. I just don't know. I think I got three out of four.
4: You want cities?
2: Yes, the city oh, my- they were assassinated in. I just don't know, but I'm locked in.
4: The midpoint question always reminds me, you think about famous assassinations, and you're like, yeah, I know about that. And then you have to draw back on this seemingly important detail. And you're like, oh, no.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, no. Not again.
4: Yeah. I've been listening to the RFK tapes, so I should know RFK. But now I'm like, oh, my God. That's like the thing I wasn't really paying attention to because it doesn't seem like the most important part of the story.
2: You're listening to the RFK tapes?
4: It's a po- It's a podcast. Oh, OK. It's not- yeah.
2: And so JFK's Dallas.
4: I had Dallas for
2: JFK. Yep, Martin Luther King's Memphis.
4: I had Memphis, Martin Luther King.
2: Perfect, because yeah, you two in in the name of love says shot rings out in the Memphis sky. In the name of love. And then also the uh, the museum was created on the same site that he was um, for. What was the mu- what is the museum? It's the equal. Uh, it's the uh, civil rights museum. Is in the ho- they bought out the hotel that he was shot in. And now RFK. For some reason, Chicago and Philadelphia are in there, but not one is leaning towards the other one. What were you thinking?
4: So I was thinking um, somewhere like a mid-Atlantic or uh, New England state. So I was thinking either Pennsylvania or Rhode Island, but I don't have a good reason for it. They're just the first ones that jump into my head.
2: All right. Well, Nick, you said you had three right off the bat.
5: Yeah, RFK I know was – my my aunt actually wrote a book about RFK. So that was June 6, 1968 at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles.
4: Oh, I was way off.
5: I was way off. Okay, so L.A. Sirhan, Sirhan, yeah. Um, and then Malcolm X was the one I wasn't sure of. I, I guess New York city, but that's a straight guess.
2: Yeah. That's... I
4: guess, I guessed Chicago.
2: Okay. And I was kind of in, I was thinking the same thing as Nick. It was NYC two out of three.
4: like, that's fine. I just picked a big city.
5: So,
2: okay. So I'm good with, I'm good with LA, especially you had a lot of thunder on that. So, um... uh,
5: yeah, yeah. That one she'll, she'll, my aunt will get very angry
2: at me if I get that wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So Ben, we're going to lock in with JFK Dallas. Malcolm X, NYC, New York City, Martin Luther King, Memphis, and uh, Robert Kennedy, Los Angeles.
0: All right. I, this, this is a piece of trivia that does not land on me at all. It's just where the thing happened was not something that, that sticks for me. So, I sadly, I even missed the first one. JFK, I, uh, I said Fort Worth. I was at Fort Worth. I remember like the museum or something being in Fort Worth, I thought. So I said Fort Worth. Malcolm X, I just guessed DC. Uh, MLK, I guessed Selma. And RFK, I guessed Trenton.
1: Okay. All right. So your correct answers were JFK, Dallas. Uh, Malcolm X was murdered in uh, New York. Nice. Martin Luther King in Memphis. And RFK in Los Angeles. Nice.
6: Wow, yeah. nice job.
1: Now... The only question is, I know that Dallas and Fort Worth share an airport. They but they're, are they're they're two are two different, two different cities. cities. They're they sister cities, or yeah. they're,
0: right. they're tri-state. a sort of tri-city area with Arlington?
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: if you're not going like, to fight it, then no. If I don't if, if if the shots happened in Dallas, then it was in Dallas. So yeah, I can't argue right.
5: that. Yeah, it's just the Dallas yeah. Fort Worth area. Yeah, I, right. yeah. I, I like to. I'd like to give a quick shout out to my aunt Barb. Thank you very much for making me read that book. Good, Good job, Barb. Aunt Barb. Woo-hoo. Is
1: she maternal aunt or paternal Thanks, aunt? Barb. aunt? Uh, maternal aunt. Yeah. Okay. So is she Greek also, for of Greek yes. descent? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Thank you, Aunt Barb, who is of Greek descent. <laughs> okay.
2: Right. It. So that was a huge swing. Yeah, I'd
0: say so. After the midpoint, it is now ninety to seventy, with uh, Chris, Liz, and Nick in the lead firmly. That is the end of the first half. And before we go on to the second half, I'm going to pass it over to Carmela, who's going to tell us about our sponsor today, Babbel.
3: Hi, everyone. It's Carmela. And today's sponsor is Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in the world. I think it's safe to say that a lot of you guys are like me and that we're lifelong learners. And for me, that includes learning language. I've been learning German for a long time, as I've mentioned before to you guys, and a lot of the troubles that I have is that things have a tendency to kind of fall out of my brain after a while. So I've been searching for a program that will help me with that. And let me tell you guys, Babbel really works. Their lessons are crafted by language experts and they're voiced by native speakers, and they will actually get you ready for real life situations. It's not just a, you know, uh, the cat is on the chair, which works awesome for Eddie Izzard bits, but it's not really practical in the real world, you know? They have curated review lessons, which are super helpful for me uh, because it takes what you've learned and then recontextualizes them. So you're not learning the same sentence over and over. It puts them in a new context and it helps it stick more. And like I said, that, that getting it to stick is really what I'm aiming for because the I mean, the ultimate goal when you're learning a language is to actually be able to speak the language. And I feel that Babbel really helps with that. Babbel has over a dozen languages that you can choose from. In addition to German, you can learn uh, Danish, Indonesian, which I found to be very interesting. They have Italian, Spanish, and they have have just a ton out there that you can go in and learn. And it's not just, you know, little lessons. I mean, these are really in-depth courses. So you can try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com or download the app. That is B-A-B-B-E-L.com com. Or download the app. It is available for both Apple and Android devices and try that for free. So thank you guys for listening. Cheers.
1: Your fourth round begins with a question from Paul Pocket. Thanks, thank you, Paul. And Trivial Trivial.
2: Hall of Fame.com. Yes he is. Not trivialwarfare.com, by the way, or HallofFame.com. Well, <laughs> Trivial Warfare Army, another good website. There you go.
1: That's right. And maybe we'll be in the Hall of Fame someday. Wow. You never know. We got big dreams. That's right. Big dreams. Your category is because he's Catholic. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. In 2017, a Sicilian archbishop banned mafia members from assuming what role in baptisms?
4: I think I can probably answer this.
1: I'm going to go ahead and lock in.
2: All right, Right. Liz, talk it out.
4: Pretty sure it's Godfather.
2: Yep. I was thinking the exact same thing.
4: Okay.
5: Nick, you good with that? Yeah, it's the only thing that came to mind. All right.
4: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna lock in with
0: Godfather. the uh, same logic. It's a case where the term Godfather means something in the mafia, and so to be a Godfather legitimately, and that's that's what you're establishing at your baptism. Or one of the things is the Godmother and Godfather uh, when you're Catholic. And so I said Godfather. Correct answer is Godfather. That, All right,
2: that's a, Paul. That's a cool question.
0: That
1: was cool. Yeah, Paul specializes in writing cool questions. He really does. I was like, how did you find this piece of information? That was really interesting. <laughs> I wonder if he makes it up sometimes.
2: com. <laughs> <hall of fame. laughs>
4: <laughs> Probably got stuck in a family baptism and was like, there's got to be a way I can make this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that as someone like my family's Catholic. So don't get me wrong. Full respect. But like those can be long sometimes. Yes, <laughs> Liz
2: for the win, by the way. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great.
1: All right. Your second question around is in Shakespeare literature. The beast with two backs appears in what Shakespearean play as a metaphor for, well, you know, doing a nasty. (laughs) Let's Uh Let's get it on. Let's love, baby.
0: Unfortunately, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Think it's hilarious. You didn't say love making. You said doing the nasty. <laughs> yep.
1: Somebody rocking, knocking the boots. <laughs> All
2: right, I'm locked in. All right, y'all have any idea? Because Shakespeare is a definite, uh, as Jonathan calls it, a black hole in my uh, trivia knowledge.
4: So, I don't have a great idea. I was trying to think of couples that I'm familiar with in Shakespeare's plays. I don't. Have a lot of thunder behind any of these, but I know that you have like Hamlet and Ophelia. There are a couple, uh, obviously, Romeo and Juliet, but I don't know if they ever copulate. There's a lot of romping in a play whose name I can't recall, but Is it, it a has a Dream? Dream. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the one.
2: Yeah, that part I did know. There was a lot of humping in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just surprised. She said she chose copulating instead
0: of doing the
1: nasty <laughs> like Ben. He- Whatever.
4: Yeah, so like if I was going to guess, I, I think like Midsummer's Night's Dream would be my first guess, just because like Nick said, it's just there's a lot of fun.
6: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's actually well that and also it's just like that kind of it's a comedy. I know that part and it just I don't know it just the flow of the of the term kind of seems to work well with that. So I like your answer Liz a lot,
5: Nick. So I. I started by writing down a bunch of uh, – it's Shakespeare. So I go, okay, which Shakespeare's do sex feature prominently in the show? And then I, I stopped after I just you know got to like 12. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Dang, well, I, Bill. I, I, yeah, I kind of remember it as being a, a derogatory thing, like two people arguing about Like I saw her making Beast, The Beast with two ba- – like somebody yelling at somebody else about indiscretion. The 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 one that comes to mind for me was um, uh, Othello with Iago yelling about what's what you gonna call it? Oh, okay, that's another so, good one. Yeah, but that's I, I don't have any significant thunder on that. My my first first thing I wrote down was Midsummer Night's Dream, just because. Yeah,
4: I had <laughs> Midsummer Night. I had Midsummer Night's Dream because there's so much sex and it's a comedy. Um, I had Much Ado About Nothing because again, it's a lot of coupling. Um. But if you like remember an actual back and forth between characters, my inclination would be to go with someone like again, specific.
5: Yeah, I, I make up one. a lot of stuff in my head that never happened, so what
4: do you think, Chris?
2: I really like Midsummer Night's Dream as the answer, but it's just you were very detailed, Nick, in the in the Othello one. And I know you're starting to get a little nervous about that, but you seemed—I mean—you seem to have a little bit more thunder on that than the get. I think because I think *Midsummer Night's Dream* is a guess, whereas *Othello* has at least a little bit of—I um, mean—backing around it, if that makes sense. Kind of what you were talking about earlier, Liz. Yeah, uh, I'm
4: done with *Othello*.
5: Okay, yeah. let's go. A lot. Yeah, let's let's go with that then. Let's lock it's in. It's all Othello. writing on you, Nick. Okay, all yeah, yeah. riding. I was going to say the, the last time we made this decision, <laughs> it was wrong.
2: So. Uh. We're gonna be wrong again. <laughs> we will be wrong again before this episode's done, so it's all right. All right, all right. So uh, we're we're locking in with uh, Nick's answer of Othello. <laughs>
0: all right. Okay, I'm thinking Midsummer Night's Dream. Lots of sex, lots of mistaken identities. You had people being turned into animals, so. Uh, It might be easier to make a joke if you're already considering a person turning into an
1: animal about a beast. So I said to Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. All right. So John's locked in with Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, The correct answer is Othello.
5: Oh, my god. Nice job, job, Nick. Nick's logic
1: is 100% on point.
2: That was fantastic, Nick. Wow, I fell further behind.
5: That was an excellent get. This is my last one of the uh, of the day, my (laughs) first and last one of the day.
1: All right. Your last question round is in sports. Sportball. Gennady Golovkin, a boxer from Kazakhstan, boasted an undefeated record and an eight year middleweight title reign before being defeated by what boxer in their legendary rematch, which many believe to have been a draw just like their first match? I will accept first or last name. And the rematch was in 2018.
2: Oh, you added a year. Thank you.
1: I'm going to lock in.
2: Ugh, this was just a couple weeks ago. Sounds
0: like a Dr. Zeus character. Gennady Golovkin. He loved him some muffins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. I wouldn't mess with him. He might, kick your, he might drive here and kick your butt. He's that kind of crazy. Anyway, so do you remember? Because uh, it was just like I said, it was no more than maybe a month ago at most. And it was triple that's- G against. Oh my gosh! Do you Literally. remember
4: the like region he was from, or like the kind of ethnicity of the last name? Perhaps, maybe like no,
2: um, yeah, mix something. No, it's a
5: good question. I'm just um, I mean, he's, he, they they said he was from Kazakhstan, so I rivalry and rematches and stuff. I I threw out Klitschko. One of the Klitschko's, just because, but they're too old. If you're saying it happened and, recently, yeah. And he's, and
2: they're both heavyweights. Oh. Uh-huh. And this wasn't a heavyweight battle. This was, I think, like light heavyweight, maybe, or even like f-
5: yeah. Ben Ben said middleweight. Oh, okay.
4: The only guy that I've like, so I don't have cable or anything, and I don't watch uh, boxing, but I know. ESPN at my gym has had this guy, like McManus or something, constantly show up on stage staring at people's faces. So, McGregor? That's, that's McGregor. Sorry, yeah, yes. Connor
2: McGregor. Yeah, he's an MMA fighter. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. What is, it's, I, for some reason, I'm thinking like Spanish or Italian descent because I'm thinking about Liz's question. It's Triple G versus. Oh my gosh, this is going to frustrate me. I told you we are going to get another one wrong. It's just a matter of time. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this will be the only one the rest of the game.
2: That would be amazing. I would take that. Yeah. Triple G versus... Nick, do you have anything? Because I'm not no. even... Cu- the sad part is I'm not even coming up with a name here.
6: Yeah, I,
5: I've got literally nothing. Uh, middleweight boxing, Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
4: is there like a, a De Hoyo or something? De La
5: La Hoya? Yeah.
2: yeah, but he's he's too old too. He's yeah, a promoter I got- now. Actually, I think he want to. I think he promoted this fight. As a matter of fact, Triple G and I. I can't think of it. I really Rocky Balboa. <laughs>
1: Adrian, hey
2: yo, that's not the right answer. That was not bad. That was actually- well done. Really good.
4: Yeah. I mean, if we don't know, we don't know.
2: Yeah, let's move on. Uh, locking in with Balboa.
5: <laughs> Moving keep, on. Keep keep our question average low. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> All right. Jonathan.
0: Punch McDonald's. There you go. I think he's a Mexican. Okay. I think his name's Camelo.
1: Oh, dang it. I said Camelo. Yep. Correct answer is Canelo dang Alvarez. Dang it. I, I was worried about oh, the so switching Alvarez. the vowel. The, oh,
0: it's so
2: Alvarez. That's right. I was worried about switching the consonants M or N. I wasn't sure. I'm sure they're gonna have a third fight because the first two were like classics. So
1: or it's Canelo. Canelo Alvarez, and he is Mexican. He is Mexican. Yep. he's Which been. Which might a, be white right?
0: if Delahoya promoted it. That might that might. You be may why.
1: recognize him from um, he made some Tecate commercials with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Be Speaking of oh uh, Rocky no Balboa, kidding, <laughs> made some Tecate commercials.
5: Wait, so is is Jonathan not getting the points for that?
1: No, he's not. No, I didn't get it right. Oh. He said Camelo. You guys are way harsher than I am. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you, you don't have to spell it right but you have Wait, to just pronounce tie. it right all right so shout out to um justin um uh, my wife's brother canelo is his favorite boxer and has been for many years oh wow well, i watched this match fight it was the most exciting boxing match i've ever watched in my wow. life
0: uh all right at the end of the fourth round you guys expanded your lead 110 to 80
1: your fourth round category begins in Fifth. a
0: <laughs> good <day. laughs> he's is, good at maths
1: this is the this is the coffee wearing off so your next round category begins in movies movies hugh McCronin and jessica tandy befriend mechanical aliens in what 1987 family comedy whose title also serves as a real life disclaimer on toy boxes everywhere and for two bonus points what special character is in the movie's title Whoa. Special
4: okay. character, like font, you mean?
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Special character as in, so when you're setting, for example, when you're setting a password, many passwords require you to have a special character in your password. That's what I'm talking
4: okay. about. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure it was like that and not like a special Superman. Like yeah. role. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
5: right, right.
2: Man, Jonathan's serious now. He's covering up his answer. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lock in. You can talk. So the first is the answer for the question. Is it batteries not included? That's. Yeah. I was that's gonna s- I yeah.
4: Okay, cool. Although, I-, I will say I worked in product compliance. That's not a warning. Small parts, choking hazards. Those are. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I originally when he wrote when he said the question, I wrote down cocoon and then he kept going. And I was just like, no, it's not cocoon. You moron. That's not a
5: family comedy. <laughs> So, that was aliens, not uh, not robotic aliens.
2: Yeah. So what's the special character? Because I don't remember anything.
5: Uh, an asterisk? Yeah, it started with an asterisk because it was batteries not included as a yeah. caveat to the oh, product. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right,
4: cool.
2: All right. So, Liz, go for it. Lock us in.
4: Okay, so we're going to lock in for the first answer as batteries not included. And for the bonus, we're going to say an asterisk.
0: All right. I said batteries not included and I went with an on symbol, like for the knot, you know, like the circle with
1: the line up the top of it. Ah, uh, like
0: yeah. On off. So I said that.
1: All right. Correct answer is batteries not included, and your special character is an asterisk. You guys are on fire. I I haven't watched this movie in a long time. I was as I was trying to think of movie questions, I passed by the GE Aviation building on down the street from my office. And it made me think about slogans for GE. And one of the slogans back then was, we bring good things to life. Right. That wasn't the line that that character said from the movie, because there was a big black guy that had, he was a football player, had a brain injury, so he only spoke in TV commercial sayings. And when the baby was stillborn, he held a baby in his hand, was like, batteries not included to say that the baby was dead. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Great, great movie. Wah, wah. They, they, (laughs) They resurrected the baby. Baby's fine now. <laughs> the fake mechanical baby from the movie. <laughs> All right, wasn't like a real baby. <laughs> no, it was the the two the two. Oh, I thought you were talking kind of about like a baby baby. They had three. They had three oh. little mechanical babies, no, but that's one fine. one of them was stillborn. You can't stillborn a robot. That's that's why I right. thought it was that. like a real baby.
2: <clears throat> All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on.
0: Frustrated Jonathan's side. <laughs> Second question around is in
1: war.
5: What is it good for? What is it good for?
1: What? Say it again.
2: Nope, nope.
1: Don't say that again. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we're already having problems in the mixer. You're trying to break it for good this time, Chris. <laughs> Chris? Whatever your name is.
6: <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. Whatever your
1: name is. Bueller. All right. What seventeenth century war claimed an estimated six to eight million lives and is considered the deadliest religious war in history? I'm locked in. Okay, what are y'all thinking?
4: So 17th century is going to be the 1600s, which makes me think something along the Protestant Catholic conflicts. I'm just trying to remember the name of the war.
5: Okay, we're
2: not talking about like
5: the 100-year war or anything, are we? So I've got – wars is one of the things that I have literally nothing on. However – uh, on a game theory basis, I've been listening uh, to this really great trivia podcast it's called uh, Trivial Warfare, and <laughs> okay. it seems like every war question they ask, the answer is the 30 Years' War. Interesting. I know All nothing right. about the 30 Years' War. I know I don't know who's involved. I don't know what continent it was on. I know nothing about it. I just All know right. that in the last five episodes that I've listened to, uh, jumping around a lot, it's come up so twice.
4: I might be crossing wires. So walk 30 Years' War – Versus Hundred Years War.
5: It's about a seventy-year
0: difference.
2: I knew you're going to say that. <laughs>
4: no, 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 I knew no, 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 no. Which Which one is also known as King Philip's War? Do You guys know?
2: No, I do nothing. So we just need to make a guess here, because <laughs> clearly none of us are really sure what it is. So what yeah, is, what let, do you let's think? go
4: Thirty Years War, and then I'm going <laughs> okay. to go back and like start reading books because I'm. <laughs> Completely crossing wires on all of these wars. Go ahead. Okay. Well, right.
5: it's uh, look. Chris is the one that has actual. Uh, it came yeah. up with a legitimate answer. The thirty years. My thirty years war isn't even a legitimate answer. It's strictly something that I've heard on the podcast before.
4: So, Chris, can you tell me like, what are the specifics of the hundred years war? So maybe I can get my bearings on like what I'm trying to say.
0: Please, Chris. Let her know the specifics of the hundred years war. <laughs>
6: nope. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, Liz, except for the fact that I know that it was around that period of time. I don't really have any information to give to you at this point in time. World world history is not a strength of mine.
4: I know what I was doing. King Philip's War is a seven-year's war. That's where I was going.
0: Okay. 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 I think the um, French and Indian War is the seven-year's war.
4: But isn't that the same as King Philip's War? I don't believe so. All right. All right. Um, moving on.
2: The seventies Years war. We'll just split the difference.
4: No, <laughs> so, like, if you have a time period and, and Nick is doing game theory in terms of, like, what he's heard, I'm actually inclined to go in the opposite of the game theory just because it might be time to pivot away from 30 years war. So let's go with 100 years war.
2: All right. And also, I just like it uh, for the simple fact that it's uh, it's a lot of time for six to eight million. I mean, that's that's a yeah. lot of people. Back so, in the 1600s, Yeah. yeah. All right. We're locking in with the Hundred Years' War. That last thing you said is what I was going
0: with,
1: too. Okay.
0: So many people. Hundred Years' War was right in that range of the 17th century, to my understanding. And it was, I mean, essentially a series of conflicts where when one combatant would leave, another combatant would join. And so- It was like a battle royal. And a lot of Scandinavia, <laughs> like Denmark ended up involved in it. And yeah. Everybody was involved in it at different points. Uh, I set the Hundred Years' War. All right, I was worried about the Third Crusades, though. I know the Crusades. Had I thought a the lot, Crusades
2: were a lot sooner than, that, or a lot earlier. They than started that. a lot earlier than that. Right they in the seven They stretched
0: for six hundred years. Yeah. What I was worried about is I, I figured you wouldn't have asked the question that way about the Third Crusades as an independent war as opposed to all of
1: them.
2: All right, all right. Ben. What's the answer?
1: So I specified in the question what seventeenth century war. So if you're looking for 100 years, it's going to span multiple centuries. Uh, the correct answer is 30 years. Oh
6: no! Oh no! no. Nick, I'm so I'm
2: sorry. sorry. Oh Nick, I'm so sorry. Wow! Like a, they killed a lot of people in those 30 years, man. Jeez. Wow, Nick. Yeah. You you was,
0: had
5: legitimate sorry, good quality game theory there. Yeah, no, I'm. T- I'm telling you, this it's a great podcast. You guys should listen to it. I. What's <laughs> funny is I don't. Yes, Ben, ben should listen th- to uh, it. Yeah, according, to them, according <laughs> to them. I don't listen was to it. Was it so. Ben?
0: Was it Ben asking those questions?
5: <laughs> so, so uh, you told me that Ben was going to be hosting this episode. So I did happen to go through and cherry pick a lot of Ben hosted oh, uh, no. episodes oh, to listen to, just so You're predictable. It. Ben. You're ben
1: scouting me. You're predictable. <laughs>
6: Your
4: role, your logic was better than mine. I actually see what I did is I went to undergraduate and I majored in history, so you can see oh, that my way like really no. really helped out oh. here. No, no,
6: no.
5: My way is also uh, out the uh, the the patron the patron fees the uh, uh, the podcast way cheaper. Yeah, no
6: kidding.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to help out Liz a little bit here. King Philip's War was an armed conflict in 1675 through 78 between Indian inhabitants of New England and colonists. Colonists. The war is named for Metacomet. The Wampanoag chief who adopted the name Philip because of the friendly relations between his father, Massasoit, and the Mayflower Pilgrims.
0: Okay. It was the, as far as my recollection of it is, the chief at the time had had a peaceful relation with the pilgrims. And then he died, and his son took over, and his son essentially went to war with them. And it was, yeah. like it was, an, it was a Native American uprising of a sort.
4: Yeah, so I knew that it was like a Native American conflict, but like at the same time the French and Indian War was as well.
5: Yes. Totally. Uh, so no, like no, that's, that's
4: definitely where I'm like crossing wires, but the that, only
5: thing I heard in that explanation was that 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 uh, King Philip's War took place entirely within the 17th century. And
2: that it did. <laughs> that it did. That I it thought did. you were going to say the only thing I heard was that Nick was right, it was the 30 Years War. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Your last question in the round comes to us from Casey. I uh, don't have a last name. Thank but you, I, Casey. K C or Casey? C-A-S-E-Y. Ah, just checking. We have a Casey, too. So I don't know if this is a male or female, but thank you, Casey. You know who you are. What five-letter word refers to the fleshy protuberance attached near the base of a turkey's beak? Or a type of female headwear designed to hold hair in a knitted yam bag similar to a hairnet. Damn.
4: What's the category name again?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't give it to you. The category name is this or that. I'll take this. You can have it. (laughs) No, wait. I mean, I'll take that.
2: I'll take that. that. that No.
0: (laughs) I've learned the word for the turkey thing before, but I've forgotten it.
5: I, I've I've got something. Cool. <laughs> I'm locked in. I've got a
2: bag of nothing.
4: I want to hear what Nick has to say. Uh, okay, uh,
5: the the only thing that that I I started writing out the question with you know and I stopped halfway and just wrote waddle. Oh, that sounds right.
4: But, Wait, but how do you spell?
5: I spelled a w a d d l e. So that's six letters. So didn't he say five letters i thought it was w-a-d-l-e actually which okay. is five
4: i mean that's a better guess than i have i i don't i don't know what the weep is and like i remember the only thing i remember about the turkey part is it's like i had gobble in my head probably because it's a turkey but like at the yep. same time it has that like that kind of like guttural noise when you say it or spell it so i'm fine with waddle
5: the the only time I've ever heard it heard the term used was in reference to old people, so but it kind of yeah. makes sense, I guess. So I'm good right. I'm good with yeah, Waddle. I'm fine with that. All right, I guess we're gonna lock in Waddle.
0: Okay. I locked in with the dangly bits. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> jonathan knows that pretty well He was like, look i don't
0: have any freaking idea what this is i'm just gonna write something down sadly when you said waddle it instantly is like oh yep that's the right answer right there that's the- i remember researching that and it's not gobbler
1: but no i'm stuck with the dangly bits <laughs> okay all right the correct answer is snood
0: oh, oh. wait i thought he was right what
1: snood Oh, you snood, you lewd. <laughs> <laughs> What's snood with you? And that's the show title. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't that's the answer for a question. I can't do uh, it. Oh, yeah. That's true. I need to bribe you more. Oh, snood. Yeah, so um, apparently they actually research in that the length of the snood has an inverse relationship to their dangly bits? No, their uh, propensity exactly. to to get certain diseases. So I've always been told it's
5: not the size of the snood that counts. It's how you use it. You're not bitter at all. Chris is like, what? No,
2: it's not the size of the snood that counts. It's how you yeah, use it. I've I, never used
1: a snood. Uh, Me either. The, what do you use a snood for, Chris? I don't know. For snooting. obviously. It's an abuse with
4: two backs. It's
2: a gobbler.
1: <laughs>
2: beast with two I don't know what Ben's backs. talk about. It's a gobbler. It is. Oh my God.
0: I'm going to stick with the dangly bits, all right? You can't argue that. That was right. End
2: of the round. Jonathan always sticks with his dangly bits.
0: (laughs) At the end of the round, the score is 122 to 90. 122 to 90. Uh, Nick, Liz, and Chris are firmly in the lead. In fact, I
1: can't catch you in the sixth round. Okay. Wow, that bonus locked me out. Yay for bonuses. Your last round begins with a question from Nikki Bates. Thank you, Nikki. We appreciate you. And the category is science.
5: Science. Oh, science. science.
1: In what science. house? <laughs>
5: got, a, got a late one
6: there.
1: In what household item would you most likely find carbon dioxide, halotron, and purple K? I don't know. Is halotron a transformer? He is
0: more than meets the eye. And mm. purple K? That sounds like the new street drug
1: at the raves. So you
2: said carbon dioxide.
1: Halotron.
2: Halotron. And Purple K. Purple K?
1: Purple K.
0: Okay. I've always been horrible. Whenever a question asks for a common
2: household object, I never get them right.
0: I don't even feel like I have an entry point to this question.
2: Have I introduced you to my common household
5: (laughs) plants the bag of of nothing?
2: (laughs)
0: I subscribe to the magazine.
5: <laughs> yes, <laughs> you should. You should just start looking around the room. At stuff. I've
0: already started imagining my house because I, I have spy a with house my little now.
4: eyes, something yeah. with carbon dioxide. Halotons. Chair, <laughs> okay.
0: lamp. I'm literally visually working my way through the house, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I have the stuff in my house. Other people have in their houses, apparently. <laughs> I must be missing stuff. Mm.
4: I have some thoughts.
5: Cool. Keep well, them to yourself. Don't help
6: what are Jonathan he asked, about
0: to ask. What I are they? Say, no.
5: I I have a great thought pattern that went totally in the wrong direction and then circled all the way back around to something I'm sure is not right. Oh my!
2: <laughs> wow. That was very specific.
5: Mm-hmm. It was a fun little trip in my head.
2: Jonathan, are you really afraid of me looking no, at your it's answers? Instinct, dude. Okay. It's instinct. You
5: all couldn't right. read it if you <laughs> looked at That's it. That's true.
4: True story. I'm locked
2: in. Jonathan writes in hieroglyphics.
4: So, here were the two. I had like two divergent paths. The first is when I heard like purple K in my mind sounds sort of like a food coloring. So when I saw carbon dioxide and food coloring, I thought maybe something like a detergent or a cleaner. But then the halotron made me think, what about you know like in a closet you have like fluorescent lights. The thing that's making it difficult for me to whittle down. I don't know why that have carbon dioxide in it, but like. Because I don't know how lights work technically, but household items is so expansive that it could be a physical object like a light, but it could also be like a, a detergent, like a laundry detergent or a dishwashing soap. And if it's food, then I'm SOL. I don't know.
5: What about like a light bulb?
4: Or a light bulb, yeah.
5: Light bulbs are generally, I mean, like like how hal- well, like a halogen bulb. Yeah, that's where because Halotron is just kind of. That's what it's the
4: halotron it. that's really throwing me off.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So I need more halotron in my life. Here was my journey. I started thinking of common household items that had weird chemicals in them. And the first thing that came into my mind was fire alarm. And then I realized that's not the word you're looking for. What you're looking for is smoke detector, which makes more sense. But then I tried to figure out nothing, none of that doesn't have any chemicals in it. Right. It has like rare metals and stuff, I think. But I went all the way around to, OK, fire, fire alarm, smoke detector. What about a fire extinguisher? Don't they have like purple goo and fire oh, extinguishers? That's interesting. OK. I'm in I... my office right now and I have a fire extinguisher on the wall. So I think this is a good time for a bathroom break and I'll be right back. <laughs>
4: I mean, the thing I like about your answer is, like, all of my answers have two of the three in some sense, but they don't circle all three plausibly. Like, I don't know why a light bulb would have carbon dioxide in it, whereas, like, a fire extinguisher could conceivably have all three of those things. So I'm fine with locking in with that.
2: Then, like, safety. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I have no idea what that means. We're, we're locked in <laughs> with uh, Nick's answer, a uh, fire extinguisher. <laughs> all
6: right.
1: Ah, uh, that sounds really good. I said a light bulb. All right. Halotron was actually invented to replace halon gas, which is an unsafe but very efficient means of retarding fire. The correct answer is fire extinguisher. Nice. nice. Oh, all.
2: Dick. Beast
0: mode. He was sandbagging. When he gave his, uh, how good am I? Yeah, he was sandbagged.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm calling <laughs> nonsense on
1: that. Yeah. Well, I, no. He's only good when he has a full bladder. That's what it is. <laughs> yes.
0: Apparently, he's only good when the question's impossibly
5: hard. <laughs> <laughs> let's Let's be honest. I have not yet come to an answer from a legitimate direction.
0: And yet answered three questions that nobody else knew.
2: You sound like Jonathan with a lot of his answers, actually. It's like... <laughs> left turn at albuquerque correct yeah
1: all right all right ben what do you got so i just realized that this whole round is actually comes to us from nikki bates i just forgot to mention that okay thank you nikki thank you nikki uh your second question is a music tribond a popular 1996 song by the appropriately named ghost town djs recently regained popularity due to the viral running man challenge The song shares its title with a 2004 duet by Usher and Alicia Keys. Name the song. Crap.
0: Nikki Bates and your hip hoppy stuff.
1: (laughs) I love this question. I just want you all to know that. I'm locked in.
4: So the only thing that I could possibly maybe use is the appropriately named Ghost Town DJs. Because... I don't know a duet by Usher and Alicia Keys. I don't even know what the Running Man Challenge is. Um, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of things I t- I that don't are I like, either. I'm trying to think of things that would make the name Ghost Town DJs like an appropriate name for a song title.
5: So the, the only thing I can think of is in, in, in 1996, didn't – was the Ghost Town DJs the group that did uh, Ride the Train
4: Yeah, I was like, are they Space Jam? Like, that's what I was thinking of. Like, the Space Jam, like, come on, because, like, they did a lot of jock jams, right?
5: I I don't know. Literally, I wrote down, Ghost Town DJs 96, ride the train, and then I I gave up. (laughs) That's all I had.
2: I don't know if it's them or not. That's, come on, ride that train, and ride it.
5: Yeah, that one.
2: I thought that was somebody else, to be honest with you. I mean, the only song I could think of from Usher is Confession.
4: I thought of that song that they go like, yeah, 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 yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. Believe, I believe that's yeah. called Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Nick, to your, to your point, like, Ghost Town DJs, to me, I'm getting a very heavy kind of, like, like, jock, jock jam. jams vibe. Yeah. Do we think that the Running Man Challenge is an actual, like, athletic challenge?
5: No. <laughs> There's no way that that's the case. I know nothing about it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say no chance.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to reason these three together, but I do have that same sort of ghost town DJ's entry point of like one of, one of those like sports songs, like those venue those venue songs:
2: Well, I think I mean because it looks it sounds like there's a couple clues in this in the question, like yeah, the appropriate appropriately named, named. Yep. yeah and then the, and the, and then of course, you got the, the Alicia Keys Usher
5: part of it, right I like uh Spooky Town. Okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, so if Usher and Alicia Keys are gonna do a duet, Who Wants to Bet it's gonna be love themed, right? Sure. Okay. What can we think of in a like supernatural kind of way that might parallel love or heartbreak that, that, or relationships?
1: That's an interesting tactic. Yeah.
5: I think I think a lot of things about love and relationships parallel spooky, scary things. <laughs> All relationships are spooky, and
6: scary things.
2: Um,
4: love scare. This is like a garage band. This is a little song called Love Scare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually by Love Gravy. They name all of their songs
2: start with the word love.
4: Or like My Bloody Valentine or something.
1: (laughs) Sure. I like
2: that better than Spooky Town. Yeah, I like that better
1: too. My Bloody Valentine. (laughs) All
2: right. If Ben repeats it, that means it's not the answer. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Let's go ahead and move on because we clearly don't know it. Yeah. No, no, I got nothing.
4: All right. Let's just go with Ride the Train. (laughs) All right.
2: Locked in.
1: I went with the Bag of Nothing remix. Bag of Nothing remix. I so, copyright um, on this. So Liz, you mentioned love scare. Oh, no. When you want to <laughs> scare somebody, what do you say? I love you. Boo. Oh,
5: no, wait. Boo. It's just me personally. Correct
1: answer is my boo. Yeah. My uh, boo.
4: Boo. I was going to be like Mary filing jointly or something like that. So that's, the, that's the
1: appropriately named. Pr- I have so much information I want to share about this question. <laughs> oh, my God. So you were thinking about Quad City DJs. Quad they may ride City DJs. That, City. that wow, That's summer. So the Running Man Challenge was actually came. It came from Maryland basketball players who started singing the song. At night, I think of you. I oh, I'm familiar with that song. That's that's yep, the song. I'm familiar with that song. And so they just made up a dance that goes like this. <laughs> it's what Enzo yeah. used to do. It's what oh Enzo did, oh, would do okay. when he came out. That was the running man. It's great. And this this is, this is a wonderful time to, uh,
5: to to deny ever having attended the University of Maryland in <laughs> many basketball games in the last two
1: seasons. That, that place was, well, I'm not going to talk about their performance on the court, but that challenge was amazing.
5: Yeah. Uh, the the fans have done some really amazing things in the last couple of years.
1: Your last question for the gauntlet is in and business. business is somewhat good. Yep. Not on my end. I'm getting my butt handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually lucrative business. <laughs> so places. <laughs> wow.
6: <laughs> Whoa.
0: Oh. Speaking of Vegas. and
4: of being a right. 10.99 contractor.
1: Found of taxes. I think your uh, quarterly estimates are due. All right. When this store's customers went to market in 1916, they were the first to use grocery carts, checkout stands, and to have prices for all items marked. I want the name of the store.
0: I've locked in. Wow, that was quick. I'm not going to benefit much by taking a long time. And I don't think I'm going to get any closer to the right answer
2: by taking a long time either.
4: Did he specify a geographic location for this or did he just say 1916? He
2: just said 1916. Just said 1916. <laughs> okay. Piggly Wiggly.
4: Yeah, I just wrote down Walgreens, Walmart, and Kmart. Those are all like where I come from. We go to Wegmans, and that's all I care about. So I'm never going to care okay. about any other grocery I know stores. It's not, Sorry.
2: I know it's not Walmart because that was done in about, I think, in the 1950s. The first thing
5: that came to my mind was Aldo's, okay. which is a, I believe it's a German supermarket chain that started way, way, way long ago, and it has recently started expanding all over the place. Aldo's or Aldi? Yeah,
4: I was uh, say, is it Aldo's or Aldi? Is it
2: Aldi? I thought it was Aldo. It's Aldi, and that was actually created by the people that did uh, Trader Joe's.
0: It's a uh, famous company for real, though. <laughs> Real wow!
2: Uh, ha, ha, ha. Wow, that was that... Actually, that'd be a great name for a bakery. Dad jokes. I'm going to I mean, for real doughs.
1: Dad well, jokes. Wait, like, Nothing like, but dad jokes.
4: You got that from somewhere. So like
1: natural yeah, hair I, beauty I, products I, I for was... female deer. This is for real do's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: This is why we're running
5: long. It's this not is our answer. This is not why we're running long, Chris. <laughs> this is why we're running long.
1: Oh, for real, (laughs) though.
5: Given that the category is business, I I thought I was reading an article at some point recently about the supermarket chain Aldo, which I had never heard of before, about how they are doing this big giant expansion, and they started as, like, a mom-and-pop shop in Germany. Okay.
4: I mean... Like I'm fine with doing that just because we don't have anything else, and also because like Aldos and Aldis can exist in the same world and be completely different things, and your Very answers true. still be yeah.
5: right. Very true. Sure. <laughs> this is where so. me being nice to Jonathan earlier and saying, "Hey, that boxer's name was really close. I think we should give it to you." <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it doesn't work that way. Negative. So, all right, go ahead and lock it in, Nick, so we can go ahead and uh, get
5: into the gauntlet. Yeah, we'll lock in uh, Aldo.
0: I think you are thinking of Aldi because Aldi is European
5: Okay. and they
0: are going through a massive expansion. So everything you said described the other, I actually stuck, I had the same thought Chris did. My understanding is that Piggly Wiggly was the first supermarket. And so
1: those things sounded like the description of maybe something the first supermarket did. So I answered Piggly Wiggly. All right. So Nick, you're definitely thinking of Aldi. That's, that's the story you're thinking about. Aldo okay. is a shoe company. Okay. There's a huge yeah. clue in the question. I said when this store's customers went to market, this little piggy went to market. Answer Dang is eggs. piggly wiggly.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, nice clue too. That was that was well done.
1: Oh, thank Nikki yeah. for
0: that. But you, you, uh, oh, good job, Nikki. You were you said it immediately and didn't yep. didn't have any thunder behind it.
2: Well, I mean, it was just a guess. I knew it's one of the oldest supermarkets that have been around, but I didn't have any other information on that, and I didn't think of it of the clue being in there.
0: All right, well, at the end of six rounds, you all have 132. I have 100. So it's okay. 132 to 100.
2: And the gauntlet category,
1: Ben. Gauntlet category is, I'm thinking of something orange. You give up, it's an orange. It's
0: orange.
1: <laughs> so is the category UHF or orange? It's orange related. All right. <laughs> just, just that check. was good clarification. No, I, no I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All
0: right, my wager's locked in.
5: I, okay. think, I think that's good, and that's uh, probably the end of the longest how-much-we-should-bet discussion you've ever had.
2: No, it really is not. <laughs> it was close.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Ben, go for it.
1: So your category was, I'm thinking of something orange, you give up, it's an orange. Here's your first question. William of Orange actually refers to several dudes in European history. But the House of Orange eventually became the monarchy of what modern European country? I'm locked in.
2: All right, we're locked in.
1: Your second question: Otto the Orange is the official mascot of what of what Division One northeastern school, which was originally founded as the Tennessee okay. Wesleyan Seminary in 1831.
4: I'm locked in. S- Sorry, I. Yep. I heard it blocked out in my ear when you started reading the question, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer.
0: (laughs) I didn't hear the question, but I know the answer.
4: Okay, so uh, I went to Syracuse University for (laughs) law school, um, so I'm going to suggest strongly that we lock in with Syracuse University.
1: Uh, I'm
2: going to go with her.
1: No, 100%. Why are you you giving me the salute?
2: (laughs) Like,
0: am going to ask her a question about her own damn university. <laughs> I
1: didn't know that. How was I supposed to know that? How was I supposed to know that? What college did Okay, you know what? Moving forward, we're 96. hosting. When you're hosting, you have guests. I want full bios on all these people, all right? You're, did y'all say your answer is locked in?
4: We're locked in.
1: Okay. Your third question. What hue of orange also denotes one of the world's most expensive spices by weight? All right, I'm locked in.
5: Yeah, we're locked
1: in. All right. So let's read those questions back. William of Orange actually refers to several dudes in European history, but the House of Orange eventually became the monarchy of what modern European country?
2: I said the Netherlands. Uh, We, too, said the Netherlands.
1: All right. Otto the Orange is the official mascot of what Division I Northeastern school? I said Syracuse. Liz, what did you say?
4: (laughs) I also said Syracuse.
1: All right. And what hue of orange also denotes one of the world's most expensive spices by weight? I wasn't sure that this was orange, but I did note that, that it was expensive. I guessed saffron. All right. Nick?
5: Yeah, we uh, we also said saffron.
1: I got the same answers. So William of Orange... I'm really hoping the answer to this, that third one is turmeric now. <laughs> so William of Orange, um, the Prince of Orange, is actually a title held by uh, obviously many people, and several of them were named William. But the House of Orange eventually became a monarchy of the Netherlands. All right. As Liz knows better than all of us combined, Otto the Orange is the mascot of her um, law alma mater, which is Syracuse University. She went to Syracuse, Ben. I didn't
6: know (laughs) that. What?
1: (laughs) Shenanigans. Listen, for all I knew, she could have gone to Harvard. I didn't know that.
2: What's a matter you, University?
1: (laughs) And shenanigans uh saffron is definitely a hue of orange
2: yes all right nice job to you in the gauntlet so now we go to wagers gonna come down to
5: wagers we both got it right which means that when we lose it's entirely my fault
4: (laughs) (laughs) no we're, we're all in this together
5: well jonathan after as you
2: said deep discussion we went with Nick's thought process and, uh, and a little bit of stalking ability and how you wager and went with 33 points.
0: So this was a really interesting wager. At 33 points, if you missed it, you would have put yourself one below my score going in. If you got it right, you were essentially based, basing your math on what you thought I was going to do to trick you. Yes. But you opened yourself up for me to double up. That's true. Because you didn't truly lock me out. Yes. So you, with your 33-point wager, are going to finish the game with 165. Yep.
6: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to finish the game... With 100 points.
2: You bet zero? You bet bet zero? zero. Really?
0: And if you had missed a single question, I would have won by one point. (laughs) Oh my
2: gosh, you (laughs) bet zero. I bet zero. I am shocked. Right there. Because in our deliberation, I said, there's no way Jonathan's betting zero. And Nick was
0: 100% right to point out what he pointed out, which is exactly why I felt confident that I could zag instead of zig today. Fair enough. With wagering something unusual. But it doesn't matter, cause Syracuse University. So sadly, I still lost one hundred and sixty-five to one hundred. Good job,
2: nice job, team. Yeah.
4: So in the medical That's field, a good thing I went to Syracuse.
1: There you <laughs> Absolutely. Go. So in the medical field, they basically th- this would be one of those situations where the surgery was successful, but the patient died, unfortunately.
6: So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> All right, can you guys stick around while I read a couple of reviews? Absolutely. Thanks all right the first review today is by boto winter mr winter says the best trivia podcast in my top 10 20 okay definitely top 100 (laughs) wow you got the fantastic four of trivia the sweet voice of team carmella and the best voice since luther vandross team ben (laughs) and the other two dudes jonathan and chris (laughs) (laughs) funny informative all
2: around the best Thank you. That was I awesome. think <laughs> Ben liked it. I've never felt so good and bad about a review <laughs> and those other guys.
0: Our next review comes from Stacy Brazel. Stacy says, I love Trivial Warfare. I discovered it over the summer and I'm already caught up on all of the episodes. She wrote this in February of this year. Uh, I drive nightly for work and the podcast really helps pass the time and make work a breeze. I have yet to find another podcast that I've loved as much as Trivial Warfare. I highly enjoy the banter between the guests and hosts. The quality of questions asked are top-notch, and I love that you guys talk your answers out, leaving an opportunity to learn a little something extra. Also, thank you for all the work behind the website, the Pub Trivia Index, and the Facebook group. I gave the show five stars, but if I could give it more, I would. Thanks again. If you're in the Myrtle Beach area, look me up. And drinks and dinner are on me. Hashtag Team Jonathan. Hashtag Team Ben. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Stacy. I guess we're going to Myrtle Beach, Ben. Hey, man. Road trip. <laughs> I know where we're listening to in the way up there. All right. Now it is time to do our promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army. This is going to be the last of the big, long groups of names. This run starts on October 7th and runs through the current day. As you know, our big giveaway ended on October 15th, and the first of the exclusive episodes came out on the 14th. So I think we'll be getting back to a smaller number of promotions each week moving forward. But you know what? I don't mind. I actually love these giant lists of promotions. It's the best thing ever. Let's be honest. I am going to group some names together by rank to... uh, Decrease the amount of time that I'm sitting here reading names off to you guys. So uh, first up, we have some new lieutenants. We have Leslie Ring, Mike Brown, Natalie Anderson, and Ali Musso they have all joined us as lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, guys. Uh, Dustin Resch has promoted himself from captain to major. Thank you, Major Resh. Fantastic job on the artwork. cannot wait to start sending out the links for people to order the giveaway stuff that we talked about. Anna and Eric Piper have promoted themselves from lieutenant to lieutenant colonel. That's a great jump, lieutenant to lieutenant colonel. Thank you, guys. Chris Osters and Adam have joined us as new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you. Andrew Heshider has joined us as a new lieutenant colonel. Welcome and thank you, Andrew. I hope I pronounced your last name right. I think I did okay, but I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I do my best, though. Robert Wankel has promoted himself from captain to major. Thank you, Robert. Chloe McGuire Briggle, David Plotkin, Matt Shook, Nathan Claycamp, Natalie, Taylor Jordan, Aaron Russell, Jay McDivitt, Alvin O'Leary, Nicole Newlist, Daniela Browning, Tom Williamson, And Ricardo Sandoval have all joined as lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you guys so much. That's fantastic. Uh, Maureen Temple has joined us as a new captain in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, Maureen. Sarah Tannenbaum and Jacob Holder are new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Welcome. Thank you. Travis Lynn is a new captain. Thank you, Travis. Jeff Jones is joining us as a new major. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Holly Zimmerman has promoted herself from captain to lieutenant colonel. Holly is one of the founders of Up Dog Trivia up in Iowa. Thank you so much, Holly. Bailey Clark has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you, Bailey. Corey Martin has promoted himself from lieutenant to captain. Thanks, Corey. Uh, Audrey Grandin is a new lieutenant. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you. Kenya Maria is a new captain. Thank you so much, Kenya. Stephanie C. is a new lieutenant. Welcome, Stephanie. Jeff Sokol is a new major. That's awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Hannah Landvatter has promoted herself from lieutenant to captain. That's awesome. Thank you, Hannah. David Mosier, Isaiah Hall, and Michelle Dutton have all joined us as new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you guys so much. Lucas Evans is a new lieutenant colonel. Thanks, Lucas. Noah Lebowski has joined us as a new captain. Thank you, Noah. Alistair Clifford and Tiffany Cooper are new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you guys so much. Amanda Sims and Bobby Gottfried are new captains. Welcome and thank you, too. Bobby, it was great to meet you when I was up in the Washington area. Uh, Ryan Cooey is a new lieutenant. Welcome, Ryan. Apurva Borkar is a new lieutenant. Welcome, Apu. Will and Don Krebs have joined us as new captains. Thank you two so much. Local boy John Finn has promoted himself from captain to major. Thanks, John. Andrew Linar has promoted himself from lieutenant to captain. Thanks, Andrew. I know I slaughtered your name, dude. I'm sorry. I really am. Christy Calvagna, Jessica Small, and Ashley Sutton have joined us as new lieutenants. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much. Ryan Burton has joined us as a new major. That's awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Matt Todd is a new captain. Thanks, Matt. Paul Hendrickson has signed up as a lieutenant. Welcome, Paul. Mark Dearden and Mark Burton have both signed up as captains. Thank you so much. Katie Plasance has joined us as a lieutenant colonel. She told me she couldn't resist the chance to get that new t-shirt we're putting out. Thank you so much, Katie. Jill Gilbert and Sarah Siegel are both new lieutenants. Thank you, ladies. Craig Nicholson has promoted himself from lieutenant to captain. That's fantastic. Thank you, Craig. Melissa Edwards, Megan Casterly, Bridget A. Fitzgerald, Tracy Miller, Joshua Sloan, Phil Perlman, Berman Wong, Alan Farrell, and Matthew Swallow are all new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Now, this group is coming in right at the edge of the deadline. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Kylie Bowen is a new captain in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, Kylie. Uh, that famous Bond villain, Hunter York, has promoted himself from lieutenant to captain. Thanks, Hunter. Annika Guevara and Cam Warner are new lieutenants. Thank you guys so much. Jake Honoroff is a new captain in the Trivial Warfare Army. Welcome, Jake. Han and Corey Verdonk are new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. I'm, I'm just hoping I pronounce both of your names right. Um, I think the X is pronounced J, uh, but I'm not sure. So, Han, please correct me if I'm wrong. We have a new captain whose name is Michael. I don't know your last name, but thank you. Uh, Justin Morrison is a new lieutenant. Welcome, Justin. Ron Caruso is a new major. Thank you, Ron. Doug Barrand over in Arkansas has promoted himself from captain to major. Thank you so much, Doug. Josiah Jones has joined us as a new lieutenant. So has Clayton Fees and Josh Martin. Thank you, guys. The Aggressive Pacifist has promoted themselves from sergeant to lieutenant. Thank you so much. Diana Keller and Mary Bernal are new captains in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, ladies. Shalom Glenn, Robbie Stevens, Dong Harun Nguyen, Jonathan Eaton, and Don Decimoni are new lieutenants in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, all. Joni Siracinski. Is a new captain in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, Joni. Grant Dalgo is a new lieutenant. Welcome, Grant. Andy Doggett and Isaac Rova are new captains in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you, too. Jessica Haith has promoted herself from sergeant to lieutenant. That's awesome. Thanks, Jess. Lily Marinovic is a new sergeant in the Trivial Warfare Army. Thank you so much, Lily. Hill MD 43. Karen Eisenberg. Nicholas Flores. And Max Coleman, are all-new lieutenants who just came in recently. Uh, thank you all so much. And last but not least, just this morning, Matthew Hasty has joined us as a new captain. Ooh, I'm out of breath. Goodness gracious. That is fantastic. You can only imagine how much um, your support means to me. It, it's really fantastic. And we've had a great start to this push to try and get to full-time. Uh it's super encouraging that it didn't just stop on the 15th, that we still have people joining because that's what we're going to need in order to make it. Uh, and so it really has been a fantastic couple of months. And I I just want to say thank you to everybody sincerely. Uh, thank you. Uh, and if you are thinking about it and you want to make sure that you get all of the episodes, you want all the archives with 158 episodes, you can't hear anywhere else. As well as every new episode that is released, you just have to go to Trivial Warfare Army and sign up as a lieutenant to get the link to the feed that has all of those episodes. All right. Hey. Uh, Before we get out of here, I like to give everybody a chance to do shout outs and promotion or promote anything they want to promote. So Liz, we'll start with you.
4: Sure. Uh, If I'd like to promote anything, I moderate a subreddit, um, which is a forum on reddit.com called Change My View. So if you go to www.reddit.com slash r slash change my view, exactly how it sounds. It's a place where you can post a view that you're curious about having challenged and people have to challenge that view and if you feel like someone has changed your mind you award them a delta and we have a delta scoreboard so you can kind of keep track of how many views have been changed and who's you know really good at changing views and that kind of thing
0: interesting very cool very neat yeah all right nick your turn my friend
5: yeah this is a a, a great spot for shameless self-promotion right? absolutely uh in that case uh i'd love to to tell everybody about my podcast We don't know either. Basically, it's just sort of a behind the scenes as to how trivia is written for the events. So if you listen to it, you get hints on the questions. It's just sort of a different take of the hint of the week sort of mentality of pub trivia. That's cool. So, yeah,
2: we don't know either. I like that.
5: Yeah. And if you're ever in the D.C. area, it's district trivia in Portland. It's Bridgetown trivia in Baltimore. It's old line trivia and you can find it all at CityTrivia.com.
0: Very, very cool. Thank you so much. And I want to remind all of you that next week, if you want to hear the show, you need to be a lieutenant or higher in the Trivial Warfare Army. Go to trivialwarfarearmy.com and claim your
2: rank. Gentlemen, where can people find you? You can find me at warmitupchris at yahoo.com. That is warmitupchris at yahoo.com. Yes, it is a Yahoo account.
1: Ben. You can find me at twaliterature at gmail.com.
0: You can find Carmela at twafirstlady at gmail.com. We are at Trivial Warfare at all different social media sites, and you could always email me at Warfare at gmail.com. All right, that is going to wrap us up. So for Nick, for Liz, for Chris, and for Ben, I'm Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Take care, everybody. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. Thank
0: you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, Find it at propodcastingservices.com. dot
5: yeah, yeah, thanks guys. Absolutely, Liz, you you led the charge the whole
1: way. <laughs> I don't yeah, know about thanks that. very
4: much. But a uh, uh, hundred years war, thirty years war, King Philip's war, seven
1: years war. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. A <laughs> hundred and thirty-seven
0: <laughs> year war.
5: Actually, the hundred <laughs> years war was like
0: hundred and thirty years long. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was
5: forever.
2: That's true.
1: Your class question. You're right. cash, exactly. cash, cash, is, cash, cash, is, cash is clean.
2: Yeah, my grandmother used to call it a gobbler. The little, it's like, what is that thing that's hanging on the turkey? Grandma? And she's like, grandma. And she's like, oh, it's a gobbler. It's like, oh. So that's the only thing that was in my head on this whole thing. And I was like, it's not five letters. <laughs> that's just example how old people make it
1: <laughs> up because they don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> that's 100% right, man. And nobody was better at making stuff up than my grandmother. She was awesome at it.
1: I didn't see the '80s version, but today's version is very much it's 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 more it's it's more mainstream pop culture now in terms of like the plots and kind of stuff that they go through. And they've cut so they were ponies, but then now they have this new series called Equestria Something, where they've actually humanized Equestrian girls, Equestrian girls. No. and they've they've humanized the ponies and they're like humans in high school, but they're all the, still the same characters and hair and all that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm out. I I can't I can't do this. <laughs> She's like, oh, I want to watch that one. I'm like, this, no, this is not, yeah, no, I can't. I, I,
5: I find the worst part of all of this is is when I'm sitting there and my kids are watching whatever. And then I realize it's been a good 30 minutes since they left the room. And I'm just absolutely <laughs> engrossed in <laughs> the <Yes>. pot. <laughs> of <I'm> <laughs>
6: Yeah, no. <laughs> I
0: have a boy, and he hasn't watched My Little Pony, but I've had that happen more than
2: once. Jonathan's watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> not, <laughs> not Paw Patrol,
0: but like the horrible <laughs> Netflix Inspector Gadget reboot. Oh, oh god, they, I'm, they remade, so they remade they it. They made
6: Inspector Gadget. Yes, yes it's terrible. terrible.
0: Not good. And oh, he watched no. all uh, of them like three times. Oh no!
5: Is If you ever feel like gouging your eyes out, you should check out Word Party. That's oh, that's one man. of the most amazing shows. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that.
0: <laughs> that sounds like something you'd tell somebody you don't like very much.
1: <laughs> that's, with war parties for like two to three year olds. Okay, so for every I'm reason, when you turn my five four, year old, Sebastian like
0: Storybots.
1: I haven't heard of that one.
0: Storybots right. isn't bad. Yeah, it's all right. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god! I don't have
4: kids, so this is all just like a big mystery to me.
0: Storybots. I understand,
2: bots. Liz. You I get see it. Yeah. a lot. You
0: know what's interesting though is. You find out that the same people are good at making Disney movies, car, like cartoon movies. They're really great at putting together Disney TV cartoons, too. Mm-hmm. Like the Disney Channel, Disney Junior, their cartoons are legit they're all, good. They're all good. They're, they're good. all fire. Like oh my, like, Even the new How Dark do y'all Tales? do that? No, I don't watch that. I don't know. I'm afraid to. Well, that's too.
1: that's, 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 that's not, really, not my style of cartoon. I am cartoon. totally afraid Is that to a watch dis- I don't think that's Disney Junior. It's, I think that's I think regular, regular Disney, Disney. Is it
5: Disney oh, Junior?
4: No, 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 well, not, let me know when junior. they have Darkwing Duck.
5: Yeah, it's definitely not
0: Disney Junior.
1: It's regular Disney. No,
0: but yeah. like your Elena's, your Sophia's, your they're Miles. Hits. Muppet Babies
5: yeah. is amazing. Yeah, they're,
1: they're all good. <sighs> Muppet
5: Babies is back?
1: Yes. Elena is a fantastic show. bad news. Don't even
5: get me started on Muppet Babies. 12 hours hours a day, seven days Uh a week, over and over (laughs) and over. (laughs) They release a new episode every three and a half weeks. See, that's (laughs) what what Disney
1: Junior does. They spam something for like 20 episodes, and then it goes on a break for a year. I thought you were going to say they
0: release a new episode every three and a half hours. (laughs)
5: No, No, that would be better, because at least it would be new content. Because oh. now it's just the same episode
6: oh, really? every Sebastian time. Sebastian
0: has literally eschewed Disney. He's like, oh, no. Daddy, I don't want to watch cartoons. I want to watch Netflix. I'm like, kid, you're watching cartoons on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> when he says he doesn't want to watch cartoons, what he means is, I don't want to watch Disney Jr. Oh, that's got to be so sad. So he for literally you. has moved away from it mm. totally. So I never saw a single episode of Muppet Babies. He's out.
1: Do, oh, wow. Does that hurt your heart a
0: little bit? Not really.
1: Oh, okay. So bad news: <laughs> this version of Muppet Babies does not have Roth in it. What? That's does that's not. racist. So that's, I was, that's I was no. disappointed. That's However, racist. However, they do have Statler and Waldorf in them. Oh, oh they, yeah, oh, they absolutely oh, do. Oh, oh, oh my! God. And they
5: added they added a character. They have Summer the Penguin. Yes. And and as somebody who grew up watching the Muppet Babies, she is an abomination. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is Cartoon Talk. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was right, right, right. Right. New, new podcast.
0: New That's podcast. gonna be like a ten minute ex, like a ten minute uh, <laughs> outtake
1: on the back, right there. There you go. It, just make it his own bonus episode. Just, <laughs> you want to know more about Dad's Disney talk. Dad's, Dad's talking Cartoons. Hey, <laughs> it's yeah, an abomination, pod- I tell you. Uh, call yes. it, call nothing it nothing Bronies Disney and Disney Muppets.
4: Liz is just going to get up and get her morning glass of wine. Uh, Oh,
2: Oh man, we drove her to drink already. Holy crap. We didn't have to drive her
0: very far. She was right next door. (laughs)